multiple champions in the same weight class and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just gonna let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Vikings jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. Fightful. Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Who watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? I am back. Steven doesn't have to do the solo this time, and um, we've got a lot to talk about. It's funny, we only have one topic, but I feel like the topic is just going to kind of go all over the place, and there's a lot of things to the topic, very in-depth, I think. So, um, you know, we'll definitely go over the Royal Rumble and all that, but uh, really, we need to deep dive into this Cody versus Sammy thing that everyone's been talking about and kind of yeah. see what – um, I kind of wish we had a representative for Sammy because I know we're both on Team Cody. So uh, yeah, because we're not we'll, complete idiots. Because we're not complete idiots, Doug. It, I, listen, I mean, there we'll, we'll get into it, but there's I'm, definitely I'm just trying to get people riled up. I know. No, I, I know, know, I know, I know, and there's definitely people that are definitely Team Sammy. And I wouldn't say you're an idiot or anything, but I, but I would say that there, there is a bigger picture. And I don't think – I think what people are conditioned because of the Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him, uh, storyline, that this is the only outcome, this is the only way that this can be done. And right. I just don't think this fits that narrative. So I want to talk about that as well. So um, – but, but yeah, uh, Live Rounds Episode 85, how you doing tonight, Stephen? I'm doing uh, good. Doing really good. I'm actually sorry, apologize, y'all. I've been I've been going working all day and then went right into interview with Jeremy and then right into this. So like I'm literally like mixing up some sweet tea like right here on the show. So um sorry about that, y'all. I needed I need a drink. My throat's about donezo right now. But dude, I can always I can always talk about all of uh I mean obviously I'm very, very, very happy with the outcome of the Royal Rumble. Um yeah. I'm happy with the outcome of where Sammy's out, where Sammy's at. I'm obviously very happy with where the American Roller Coaster's at. I, um, dude, just so everyone knows, Saturday was one of the best days of my life. 
Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I saw the picture. I saw the picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Saturday afternoon, I drove about 40 minutes to witness American hero Joey Chestnut, the reigning defending, you know, 4th of July Nathan's hot dog eating champion. Um, <clears throat> basically, the guy who I, I anyway, I'm fast forwarding here. I, I got to watch him break the world record for most macaroni and cheese eaten. Um, oh, he does yeah. that too, huh? Oh, oh, they all like there's a whole circuit of like competitive eating oh, that's okay. that far extends the the Nathan's Fourth of July, but but that's the big one. I mean, that's the Super Bowl is 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 that mustard belt that I got to hold, you know, which is awesome. gotcha. So, um, he's had it for the better part of like 15 years. Like Kobayashi was the guy that like popularized the whole thing, and then Joey Chestnut came in and beat him. There was one year yeah. where Matt where Matt Stoney won that he Matt Stoney broke the streak like probably seven, eight years ago, one time, but ever, ever since then, it's been, it's just only been chestnut anyways. Um, yeah, I got to watch him eat 15 pounds of macaroni and cheese in five minutes. Um, wow. yeah, the previous record was 10 minutes and, uh, 10 pounds in 10 minutes. He did 15 pounds in five. Um, it was insane. And then I, and then me and the hardcore fans, like there was a lot of people at this thing because it was like, it was, it was like this, uh, more or less like a grand opening type thing. It felt like for this restaurant, this new hot chicken place in Nashville. So they had like a bunch of people came out. There's a bunch of signs around town and stuff. And I realized, I, I was like, why is everyone still dancing? Why is there still music playing? Like he already ate the mac and cheese. And then I like noticed the line that I'm in to meet him is only like 20 people out of like hundreds. I was like, wait a second. No one like, there's only like 20 people, like, like only this line is like here for chestnut. Everyone else is just here for like the event. Like, are you kidding me? So, <laughs> so I told like the line was short. So I walked up to him and, um, and yeah, I got a picture with him. He was super nice. And yeah. I told him he was a hero and he was like, okay. no dude. And he was like, oh man, I'm just some like weird guy who like can eat a lot. Like it's pretty much what he said to me. And I looked him dead in the eyes and shook his hand. And I said, sir, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating this at all. I have witnesses that don't saw this. As a matter of fact, the guy, in, there was a college bro in front of me in line that got him to sign a hot dog right in front of me. It was incredible. He got on one knee and proposed a hot dog to him. Chestnut signed it. It was awesome. So anyway, I get up to this guy. I get up to Joey Chestnut. I'm shaking his hand, looking him dead in the eye. And I straight up tell him, back when COVID happened and the world shut down and all the sports were shutting down, and we had nothing to, to cheer for. We had nothing to watch. We were all stuck at home, not allowed to do anything. You were like 20 hot dogs ahead. You had like, your own record was, was 74 hot dogs. And you made sure to break your own record that day for America. And like, I really appreciated that. <laughs> and, and, and he, and, and the look on his face of like, thank you for appreciating that was like, like I like I like he felt that right, and I was like, dude, yeah. the rules. So then I had him sign, um, like, <laughs> the, like so. This is like like the Wonder the, Bread the, or something. No, so like the place is hiring that I was at. So I grabbed some of these and got him, you know, who Steven Jaws, Jaws. and yeah. then um, because you know, I got some other homies that are big that are big uh supporters. I got one for Jesse Davin and one for Jeremy. They're both uh, okay. they're both Joey Chestnut fans. Same kind of thing. 
Um, yeah. yeah, the dude was absolutely awesome. I, I honestly, I came really close to bringing an American flag for him to sign, but I was like, I, this might be too weird. And then I noticed there was people with baseballs. There was people with baseball bats getting those signed. I mean, it was some guy got a paper plate sign, you know, just like, give, I mean, know, he's kind of part of Americana at this point. You know what I mean? Like, it's a big deal of course of course it's a big deal so yeah so yeah i met this guy and it was yeah it was awesome so that was my saturday afternoon and i'm already riding a high i'm like i just met an absolute bona fide icon legend hero and i'm like okay so step one is complete like i got to meet chestnut now all cody has to do is win the royal rumble and this is the best this is my day you know what i mean so the only thing that could have been better is like the vikings still playing but like we're just we're past that so oh yeah no we're not going to get into any of that so so anyway so saturday night cody wins and we're going to obviously elaborate on that but i mean just the most american just just my just my heroes pulling through type of day you know it was it was just yeah that was that's how i've been doug that's how i've been good to see everyone in the chat by the way i see a lot of support in the chat right now so i'm glad you guys are enjoying it Please smash that like button and let people know what's going on in here and we'll get more people in here and have <laughs> a good chat about Cody and Sammy and you know maybe maybe some Joey Chestnut. I don't know. Also but, yeah, so I would say really quickly, this is this is off topic because I don't want to forget to mention it because this was very important. Right before this, I interviewed John Morrison. So that's gonna be oh, wow. dropping. That's gonna be dropping on Thursday morning um on the spotlight. Talk about his uh YouTube little that's- that's boxing thing that's or? the that's the only thing we talked about Doug. Okay. um so because um, he seemed pretty he seemed pretty disrespectful to jake paul like he he made jake paul sound like he's a bum and he can knock him out and i i just don't know how this is going to go for him yeah I mean, he's well, always been highly athletic and and everything you know especially but, like i was a big fan of his for tough enough same, and I was so pissed that he didn't know the spinner Rooney and Jim Ross basically cut him out because of that. I was just yeah. so mad because I was like, dude, there's nobody athletic in wrestling like that. Like maybe you had your Rob Van Dams and stuff, but he was a different level. And they, it yeah. was rare back then to have a guy like that. And I like so, Matt Capitelli also, RIP. Yeah. Like, they were both, yeah, he, he had sure. a lot of potential. Um, but yeah, I had him and dad. I don't know if you know dad or not, but he's a. Yeah, but they came on the show together. Uh, Morrison had like 15 minutes, so like we had to get the questions in. He was super cool. Um, I have a little scoop that I could, uh, I can't tell you, I can't say publicly, but I'll tell you about privately. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it, Morrison was super cool, and he was like made it a point. He's like, oh yeah, me and you're gonna do this again because we we started deep diving on this YouTube stuff, and like he's he's in deep too, like he knows the people I'm talking about and stuff. So like. And his opponent. I mean, Harley. I think he has a shot against some of these guys for sure. Well, I, I think he's. I would consider him the heavy favorite against his, right. his opponent that he's going to be fighting. I liked his opponent a lot, Harley from Epic Meal Time. Um, he's a big dude though. Um, I just think Morrison. He just got. He's too athletic and he's too. The yeah. conditioning I think is going to be too, too much for Harley. But Harley has some big balls for taking the fight. Um, because it's hard to get people to fight Harley because Harley's a really big guy. Um. So anyways, I, I interviewed Dad and uh, John Morrison. We called him Johnny Spotlight on the show. So that's going to be um, on the Spotlight this Thursday morning. Early start time is going to be 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, so check the show out and check that interview out um, as well. Awesome. I've got all my plugs out of the way. So. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say this real quick. You know, uh, I absolutely hate y'all. I hate everything about this fan base and everything. Uh, you know, like there's some guys I like, like that are fans, but like in general, just the Eagle fan base. It's a rivalry, but I mean, I got to give you guys respect, you know, especially Howie, their GM. He does things so well. He, I, he scares the crap out of me. And they did a lot of really good moves. They brought in a lot of really good veteran free agents, and it helped them get over the hump. I will say this, though. It was probably the easiest ride to the playoffs I've ever seen in my life. Like, you beat the Giants, and then you face the 49ers who literally have no quarterback. Like, they couldn't throw the ball at all. So we'll see what they do against Patrick Mahomes. They beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like, what can I say? It's over. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, props to them. I'm I'm heavy into the offseason now, already looking at uh uh draft wide receiver corners, senior bowls practice right now. So I'm looking into that and uh we just move on. You know what I mean? I'm glad I'm glad Dan Quinn's back. I think that guarantees that we're gonna be good again. So that makes me happy. And then we'll see how the whole Mike McCarthy column plays and all that nonsense is. But yeah, just other prize, than that. Just prize pick, just prize picks and moves on, man. That's that's what I've yeah. done. Like just, Man, like, I, just took, I took an L. I took an L on Sunday. Like nobody hit that I thought was gonna hit. That sucked because I went all in on a couple of them for because I didn't. You know, there's not very many games left for you. There's games all day, but um, the Friday yeah. the twenty dollar ones, I'll I'll always give a shot. But yeah. yeah, I did the the Joker one for today in a four piece. Like this is my. Uh, I want to show my balance, but. Like this is, uh, we can. Gotcha. Uh, so like LeBron is 0.5 away. They're in overtime right now. I two have hit and Joker just started. So I'm hoping. Okay. Um, I mean, I've got that on like a screen in my living room. Well, at like least, LeBron at just score one more. Is, at least in overtime, you have a good shot. Well, it's yeah. There's there's like two minutes or so left. I think my boy, my favorite player to watch is Lamelo Ball. Like, I love that guy for some reason. I watch all the Hornets yeah. games now. Just got it. I just yeah. got his little. Is he got like a Funko Pop type? It's not a pop, but it's like one of those Funko figure type things that they, they make. Um, they make like rappers also. I've seen. Anyways, nice. um, I don't know if you want we to get into some of the super chats. Super chats. Yeah. yeah, we'll go there. Yeah. Robert, appreciate the super chat. Do you guys collect replica belts? If so, which are your favorite in your possession? Always wondered since I only see y'all's figure collection. I can um, grab one. I have one kind of cheapish one that I got at Toys R Us, but it's not like a little kid one. It's like a replica of a replica, I guess you'd say. It was around like a hundred bucks, but it was when Toys R Us went out of business. Uh, I was able to pick it up for a pretty decent price. But I the problem with it is they're heavy, they're really expensive and I just don't really have a lot of use for it. Like yeah I can put it somewhere or whatever, but I'm not that type of guy that brings them to wrestling events. I refuse to be that type of guy. Um so yeah, I don't have them, but they're cool, and I see them all the time getting signed and stuff at signings. But uh, yeah, me personally, I don't really have any. What about you, Stephen? Um, I have like an AEW toy one and like some like inflatable WWE ones that were like gag gifts. But yeah. um, I won. Whoops, sorry, I don't know if that was loud. I won this. Um, that's a replica NXT title belt. I got this from Wrestle nice. Rumble. Um, I won the uh, the NXT Takeover. New Orleans, uh, the the pick'em contest for 
it was the show that had Gargano and Champa in the main event and had that North American title, like six man ladder match. On WrestleMania it. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I was there live in the crowd too, which was even cooler. So like I saw the matches live, like got <laughs> home and came back. And you're like, yeah. Well, yeah, I came back and uh, Matt from Russell Rumble texted me and he was like, he was like, Hey man, he goes, he goes, Hey man, what, what, what's your pants size? Or what size jeans do you wear? What's your pants size or something like that? And I was like, and I'm like, you know, drunk, you know, I'm like, like Dude, what are yeah. you talking about, man? He was like, yeah, man. Like what size, like, you know, belt do you wear to like hold your pants up? And I was like, what the, f- what are you talking about, dude? And he was like, dude, you won. Like I'm sending you a replica title. Like you won the NXT title belt. Like I was just like, I'm trying to break it to you. And I was like, oh my God, I actually won. Cause I, cause I got the main event wrong. Like, I think I took Champa over Gargano, but I did so well on the random prop picks of like, who picks up the ladder first, who jumps off the ladder first, who goes through a table first. I just happen to get like all those kind of questions. Right. So, yeah. um, so anyway, this is the only, um, I don't think I'd ever pay for one of these, um, but they are like, you know, they are very cool. Like they look really cool yeah. and playing stuff. Um, yeah, but, I would definitely take one. if like, it was a gift or I would never know, bring... I saw a really good deal on it, but yeah. not, not judging, but I, money. I would never bring one to a show. You know what I mean? I would never like that's that's all my style kind of thing. So they kind of it's it's like spending a lot of money on something that really only you're ever gonna see. And I'd rather spend four hundred dollars on like a bunch of action figures. I guess the way the way that I feel about it is those belts belong to the wrestlers, and so me walking around with the belt, it just kind of like it's almost insulting to them that like I have the same item you do. You know what I mean? Like I get it's not the exact same, yeah. but I just. I feel like those championship belts are for them. And like to walk around WrestleMania and all that with your title, it just I it's not my vibe. I don't like it. Yeah, and like I've always said that if you bring a replica title to a show as a fan, that is hardcore 24/7 rules, whether you like it or not. Like a fan, yeah. another fan, another fan can go up and try to can try and get it from you. I've also seen indie wrestlers like take it from them. Like, cause you can tell it kind of bothers them. They don't like it. So, you know, they'll, they'll kind of just teach them a little lesson. So yeah, I just, yeah. it's just not my thing. There was a sub show that y'all can find. I think it was called Headwalk Among Us. It's on IWTV. This is years ago. I just remember cause I was there live that happened to a guy. He was a really annoying fan. Um, I won't get too into this, but there was a fan out there that we all called the hype. That was like his nickname. And he went to all the local shows in Nashville and then he started like running with it and bringing like his own the hype merchandise to shows. He tried to become like a part oh, of it. Brother. And oh, he was like brother. that guy who like 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 the super dragon when like no one else super dragon, you know, like that like that kind of clip where like everyone else is silent and you just won't shut up and like you're being annoying and you're trying to be a part of the show. Anyway, this guy would carry a, that exact replica title belt I'm talking about there, the NXT one. And at one point he got up on the ring apron during a match. And everyone was like, dude, like you've gone too far. Like you're like, now you're getting up on the ring. So Corey Hollis took his title belt from him and just took it. And he got like really, really upset about it. And it was like, you asked for this dude. Like, you know, you try to be part of the show. Now you are, you lost your belt. Sorry. Yeah. Like and they they eventually gave it back, but like they messed with him, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um, Super Dragon fan at PWG take over the shows. I don't yeah. know about that, but yeah, there's well, no, there's, was... there's, there's always some type of uh, some type of person that just makes the the 
it about themselves when it, they have no business, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, we never showed so, up ever again after that, by the way, I never saw him in another show again. None of the other people that I know ever saw him again. Like, I think he just gave up on being a wrestling fan after that day when like he tried to get involved and like realized they did not want him involved. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. That's, not, that's not how you get in. Like, like I don't consider myself in really. Like I just know a lot of wrestlers, but like, I would never just like walk backstage without someone like telling me like, Hey, come back here. You know, like, yeah, like, he's the kind of guy of them... jumping up on a ring apron. Like, some of yeah. the some of the fans like they're they're not the most like socially aware, you know. That's and true. sometimes yeah. it takes sometimes it takes like a bad incident for them to understand kind of where they stand because they are too pushy. Because you'll see that like you know you go to the, one of the the indie shows around here like it's a very small building. You need to use the restroom. You got to go in the wrestler's locker room or you take a piss outside, and they want you to take a piss outside. They don't want you back there. And there's some people that will, you know, try to go back there and it, it doesn't always go so well. So it's like, you just kind of have to understand where your place is. And um, it can be awkward if people like don't get the hint, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also just found out LeBron missed by 0.5 on the game. That sucks. All right. We're going to, it's going <laughs> to, yay. I, I, I can show you almost every day I miss on a four piece. I hit three of them and missed by 0.5 on just the last one that happens Awful. so often. Anyways. Awful. Yeah. I just happened to notice that. So I don't have to pay any attention to basketball. That's out of sight, out of mind. Um, I paid for league pass. That's how addicted I am now. I, I bought the, the league pass for NBA. So I have all so, the games on two screens. So I don't even really know. I guess we can just kind of review the Rumble, and then we can get into Cody and Sammy. Yeah. Um, I thought the Rumble men's match, it was pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed myself. Good time. I didn't like that Cody was 30, though. I felt like Cody should have been, like, 24, 21, something sure. like that. That's fair. 30 to me was just – it was already very obvious he was going to win. And then 30, it was just like the suspense was just gone. Like, you know for a fact he's going to win. You know what I mean? So I didn't love love that. I thought that Gunther was really made that night. Like, I think that people are just like, wow, he can really go. You know what I mean? Like, I heard, like, people that are just WWE fans start to give him his props and not even really know who Walter is. And, like, man, that guy's really good. You know, it's like, of course he's really good. It's Walter. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, and I think that... I think that he, how do I say this? I think that like he has shown that, you know, he's ready whenever, like all they have to do is really just decide to pull the trigger and, and he can be one of their guys. You know what I mean? So thought that was cool. Um, the Logan Paul ricochet spot was really cool. I honestly knew exactly what they were going to do when they were both on each side of the ropes. Like I knew they were going to do that because they're both highly athletic guys. Um, and it worked really well. Looked cool. But, uh, I, and it was kind of weird too because like Cody and Gunther or whatever like had like a pretty legit match for a while and it wasn't just like you know just trying to eliminate each other off the top rope they were having like a match so I thought that was kind of a different flow to it or whatever but and Gunther is the, uh, the Intercontinental Champion too which I think like makes that title belt look more important also heading into Wrestlemania that like the Intercontinental Champion went from number one all the way to the final two and like almost won the whole thing so like and they teased him and Brock and the crowd was like 1000% behind it like yeah to me 
Like, I, I know you probably want to do Lashley and Brock, but, like, pivot. Because you can tell this is what the people want. You add that to WrestleMania, that's a huge match for people. So I, I think they uh... – at least Sheamus is like it's making it sound like he's lobbying. Or I know I noticed that on commentary too that they, I think they're going to do Sheamus and Gunther at Mania because Sheamus has never won the Intercontinental Title. That's the only one he hasn't won out of all of them. Yeah. So they might have, but I but I agree with you. Like I personally, I'd rather see Gunther and uh, and Lesnar for sure. Yeah, and I, and I just think, like, what better way to get that guy over than to have that long of a Rumble performance and then, like, go toe-to-toe with Brock. You know right. what I mean? So, there's that. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought I thought it was a good match. So, did you pick up on when Cody won doing the Bullet Club thing? Yeah, that was sick, where he did the pretty sweet and the... And then he pointed out. I didn't pick up on it at all. I think I was checking my phone or something. I don't know. Like, I know he won. He was just celebrating. I was just like, whatever. But I didn't pick up on it. Then I saw it on social media, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's kind of dope. And then the Bucks, his status yeah. was the same thing. Back to him. Their bio, and, like, yeah. Emojis. Yeah, yeah. On, on their bio. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like, they're still... There's still something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was thinking this. Like, how comfortable, if you're the WWE, are you of making Cody the guy when there's probably, if you want to go, like, through all of BTE and AEW footage, you probably could like have a full hour of him talking shit on the WWE. <laughs> and he really wasn't the guy in AEW. He was one of the guys. He was an EVP, but never won the title. And he's going to go into your company, WWE, and beat your supreme top guy, take both of his belts, and be the guy. Like, there's just some irony there. Yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, I I mean, because I think also like I, I heard Cody. I think Cody just recently said something about. Well, actually, he was on his promo last night where he was talking about wanting to be the next John Cena before he got into wrestling, and yeah. now it feels like he has the chance to actually do that. But if things don't work out, if they need to like if he wins the title and they eventually want to turn him heel. That would be huge also. Like, I think I think he's going to be super successful either way. And him as the champion, I think, is going to really work. Because you can use what you just said as a heel so easily. Where it's like, yep. I left your company. I went and did that. I came back to win this. And, like, I'm not I'm not y'all. Like, I did this for me. This and is like, for WWE. Do you, do you not think that Roman is, like, not going to say anything? Because I think he is. What do you mean? That'd be like... You, you oh like to, oh I've been the build up for this they're gonna definitely yeah like yeah. he's got the bloodline he's gonna be like where's your boys where's your little bullet club or whatever yeah. it is you know are they all elite you know like something I, I just feel like he's gonna take a shot at him like that so yeah. and that's the thing I don't think people like people are all about Sammy and Roman but at the same time like we haven't even begun to see the build up for Cody and Roman. Like let's let's see what that looks like and see if you're excited or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
I get you're excited for Sammy and Roman for different reasons, but we haven't even really begun to see what Cody and Roman, we haven't even seen them stare each other down yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the all we really have so far, and I, I knew they were going to eventually head this direction with this. I've talked about it on this show, but like, the whole wrestling has more than one royal family. Like you have the bloodline, you have the Rhodes family, like, and then you also that carries over even more. Where, like Charlotte, I think there's a, everyone thinks Rhea is like a shoe in to like run through Charlotte. I think Charlotte very well could retain over Rhea, like just to keep establishing Charlotte. Honestly, yeah. like because Charlotte's like their chosen woman. Clearly, like they give her the title all the time. So it's like. Yeah. And, and that's another royal family in wrestling. Like, I think it's just it's just interesting, like the trajectory you could have with this. Like Charlotte's of, on top, Cody's on top. Like these like royal families in wrestling, the the bloodline. Like whenever Roman comes right. back, if he disappears for a little while, you have like this weird like this kind of interesting royal family thing built bubbling kind of there. Um, well, and, and in that, I I kind of feel like that's always that's one of the main reasons Sasha left. Like she could not get out, and I'm not saying she was in Charlotte's shadow. But, like, the WWE held Charlotte in a higher regard than her. Like, that's obvious to me. So, I think it's just one of those things where, like, she knew she could only go so far, so she decided to do something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, yeah. So, I and I, I'm a very big fan of Charlotte, by the way. So, like, I'd be totally fine right. with her retaining over Rhea at WrestleMania. But, but Rhea, by the way, looked really good at the Royal Rumble, you know, winning that whole thing. The, the fans clearly want it. So, like. That's, you know, I'm good with it being Rhea versus Charlotte at Mania also. So, do we even want to talk about the pitch black match? Oh, yeah, sure. You want me to go ahead and do that? Because I can, I, um, mean, I have, I have a, a I, I was going to save this for Thursday morning, but I'll, I'll, um, yeah, let it out. I got, a, I got I, some things to say too. I'm going to read something to you guys. I put it on the screen, but I don't know if there's like too much profanity or not. Oh boy, I'll just read it. I'll put it up on the screen on Fightful. Um, if I if I double check, I'll, I'll sense for myself. So there yeah. was a clip of me making fun of uh, Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt fans um, that Fightful Overbooked put up on YouTube uh, like a couple weeks ago, and yeah. Joel Pearl randomly like screenshotted a comment and was like, "Dude, have you seen this?" And like sent this, and this this is the comment on. This is me making fun of this is basically me talking about um like best case scenario is is Bo Dallas is Uncle Howdy and stuff. Like people are excited right. about the idea of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so some this you, the username is Uncle Randy, by the way, of who's saying this. Um who TF is Steven Jensen? Is he the lost? <laughs> Is he the lost ginger neckbeard brother of Sammy Zane slash the lost brother of Charlie Ramone in Sammy's vlogs with like the XD, like the smiley face next to it? Wow. Um, by That's the way, so like I get it, but like I okay, neckbeard currently no, but like pretty often I work from home. I'll, t- I'll take the neckbeard thing, but like I'm not, I don't have red hair. Him calling me a ginger is kind of funny. Then he says, Steven Jokeson, like J O K E, you know. So it says, Steven Jokeson is a nobody. You're jealous of Bray. I get it. Bray stands? Oh, yeah. Bray stands? Yeah, I accept that I'm a stan. 
you're envious of Bray because your personality is as dry as the Sahara Desert, LMAO. He is the only captivating wrestler I've ever seen so far. The oh. truth is... I mean, clearly a kid wrote this, but, but yeah, or a kid or like a, an adult with like a like a childlike brain, which in which case yeah. I, I don't I don't want to I'm not making fun of you if that's actually the case. Says <laughs> if you're my age and, and not, right, I gotta continue. It's a long comment. The, okay. The the truth is, Stephen yeah. Jokeson thinks that UFC is entertaining. Ha ha. I respect MMA fighters not because of their toughness, but because of their dedication to body training self-defense discipline and control all things bray wyatt doesn't have <laughs> but but some mma fighters and by the way i don't say anything about mma in, in this clip at all and and this guy clearly doesn't know anything about and you must have just seen the posters behind me and said all of this he's mm -hmm. just but some some mma fighters are arrogant that's the problem MMA fighters' pride is their down. The grammar and stuff. So I'm trying to like this. MMA fighters' pride is their downfall. Just because you know MMA doesn't mean jack shit. Your MMA skills won't work on multiple people in a person who has a weapon. Ten percent chance that MMA could work. I'm reading this verbatim, so like I'm not mis saying this. It's it's how he spelled this all. Ten percent chance. I wonder if Sean is happy to take that five dollars. Just curious. 10% oh, <laughs> chances that MMA could work, but reality is MMA is only for self-defense, protection, and escape and escaping life-threatening situations. Oh, okay. I'd rather watch soap opera spooky silly Bray than watch UFC fighters knocking themselves out to prove a point. SMH. All of you MMA douchebags. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all, all of you MMA douchebags always like to flex your skills because all you think is that no one will fight you. The more I see it, MMA fighters learn to fight just to bully their bully. Of course, you want to learn MMA because you want power to intimidate the people you hate. That's a fact of life. So that's the comment somebody left because I wow. thought it was funny that Bo Dallas could be Uncle Howdy and people were excited about that. Um, that in a nutshell is how I feel about any adult that considers themselves a fan of any of the shit that I watched in that pitch black match. Like that's, that was the stupidest, dude, that was the stupidest, dumbest. Well, and here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I, I heard from multiple people that they've been kind of impressed by LA Knight. And Why? that the buildup to L.A. Knight and him, they they almost think that L.A. Knight has done better than Bray. Like, they felt like that he's been better on the mic. He's been better in the promos. He has a little something that others don't, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the fact that they have to do this goofy nonsense lights out, which is basically – a blacklight match. That's, all, that's not basically. That's literally all it was. It was a blacklight black light and like and like and like like light like glow sticks inside of kendo sticks. Well, and like somebody sent me a picture on Twitter, and they said, "Remind this of the Batman Forever bad guys that were like always running around with the ruler or whatever." <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's great." So 
Um, I mean, I'll take uh, LA Knight over what I've seen out of Bray Wyatt since he came back. I'll, I'll, well, I'll and this that. is this is my thing though. We know Bray's like like uh, reputation. I thought for sure he was coming back to not bring this goofy shit, and ex- this is exactly what he's doing again. Like the red light match, the the way the Fiend ended at WrestleMania like burning and all that <laughs> stuff like it's so bad and then we're putting in more tv time with alexa as well yeah. with this nonsense like if and i had if vince is watching maybe one of the main reasons he wants back in creative is to get rid of that nonsense. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I, I can't see him sitting there and just being like, yeah, this is a good decision. This listen, is great. I'm not going to sit here and advocate anyone get fired or lose their job. I, I, that's not my style. But like, what I will say is, I'm not saying the firing aspect, but like Vince was clearly right about Bray Wyatt. Like, like, like whatever, 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 whatever genius that they think this, this, it's actually, it just actually sucks. Like, I just call it what it is at this point. It, it, Unless, unless you're a child, which is, you know, if you were ten, maybe this is cool. I, I can give you that. But like, if you're in a, if you're Bray's our age, like this isn't coming from the mind of a child. This is, this is just really, really lame. Like I really don't know. Not only that, like I heard the people that were there live, like they really could have no idea what was going on. (laughs) They can, they can't see, and even if they can, like why all this? Why are all of a sudden like? He's at the freaking stage, and oh. Howdy's jumping off, and an explosion oh, and happens. He missed completely, and by the way. Everyone saw him completely, completely miss. So you dove off. If you miss, just blow crap up, blow yeah. it up, and then people are just supposed to forget about it. But like, it's so bad. It was, it was just a train wreck. And then I thought Bray was gonna be like, you know, at the post-fight presser or whatever. I thought he was just gonna be like. You know, not everything works the way that we want it to work. And instead, he's just like, it felt good to be out there and create again. I'm like, bro, create? You create trash. Like, yeah. And, but there's such a connection with him and his fan base. But, like, man. Yeah. I I just I, – You just I, have to understand his fan base is, like, the comment I just read. You know what I mean? So that's why you have to, like – Not just... all of them. Not all of them, but – I'll say this. I think there's a there's a Undertaker fan base that likes him, and then I think that there are some 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 challenged people that maybe don't feel so good about themselves that maybe are not um, that, that that look at him more as like a role model type. So if you would think of that guy as like a role model, then that's like you know you can imagine what some of these people are. Well, I don't. What I understand. With the, like, if you, I'm just trying to think, like, what are you looking up to? Like, like the magic that he, or like the, the riddle creativity, like, but and then my thing yeah. is, my thing is, Bray Wyatt has been done since the, the swamp, you know. See, that was good though. Like the, ba- the backwoods. That was the most, that was great. the most Bray thing. And it was somewhat yeah. normal and you could still do the crazy, like, dope entrance and have yeah. like your promos yeah but once we went after that once he tried he to be the undertaker, way off the tracks yeah 
his feud with Undertaker was the well actually so when he 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 lost to CNN at WrestleMania 30 and that hurt him a lot I think and then and then he lost to Undertaker the year after the Undertaker already lost to Brock like if they should have just never it, Brock shouldn't have beat the Undertaker WrestleMania 30 if they were gonna do anything with Bray it should have been Bray winning that match not Brock Lesnar and then you should have like really just put because people also forget like how hot the Wyatt family was, especially when they were going head to head with the yeah. shield and how yeah. good the matches with Danielson were like the one-on-one matches. They were also matches. going head to head with like the Usos and stuff like yeah. that too. So like, I, I'm not like those early Bray Wyatt days of that gimmick were actually incredible. I was a really big fan of all of that. And when Harper and Rowan and stuff, like it really, and when Danielson joined and, and Strowman and stuff, like it was really, it was a really well done uh, faction. I, but ever since then, because because to me it feels like, and I could be wrong, but I'm just saying the way it kind of seems is that gimmick was, you know, that was the Whale and Mercy thing that WWE had already kind of done with somebody else years ago yeah. with Dan Spivey. So like it was, that probably wasn't really Bray. Like he might've had a hand in that, but like he kind of took that from, like that was basically a redone gimmick. It was a repackaged gimmick they had tried like decades earlier. Like, ever since then, if that's the mind of Bray Wyatt, you know, you see what I'm getting at is like the successful thing yeah. seems like that wasn't him. The right. everything sense seems like it is because everything since has been nonsensical promos that just talk in circles and go nowhere, matches yeah. that don't pay off, really goofy matches, those weird matches where he's like in a shed with Randy Orton and stuff, or like yeah. Yeah, getting lit on fire or any of this weird stuff getting beat by goldberg in like 10 seconds like just all, all this stuff is just Seth rollins hell in the cell red light match yeah that was, terrible. I mean, that, that was like disqualification in a in a hell in a cell match um and then also the icing on the cake was the ending of this whole thing which you're talking about where uncle howdy is standing there and then just dives off misses completely and then I literally started laughing out loud when you you realize the puppets are all like human sized above it all watching it. I was like, like who who thinks this is cool? Like who like who's watching this thinking like once again, 10, 10 years old or younger, I'm not talking to you. You can enjoy enjoy that. And I would understand why you would like, be extremely intimidated by the guy or scared by the guy if you're a young kid or whatever. And if he's yes. a good guy, then it's like this guy's kind of badass or whatever. But like as an adult, this yeah. is this is terrible. Listen, Dungeon of Doom got me into wrestling. Dungeon of Doom versus Hulkamania. I, I was this six years old. I was this, six, is the, this is the version yeah. of Dungeon of Doom in twenty twenty three. And I was six and it was awesome, but I was six. I'm now yeah. almost 36. So it's like, I just can't, this isn't for me. Um, and this yeah. is going to be a little bit off topic, but still on topic. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think Vince was right about a lot of these releases. Um, Most yeah. of the people that have been brought back have not, and it's not even I'm saying that they're bad. I just don't think that they necessarily fit into the WWE version of what they want to present. When you bring back Nia Jax, that that's just a mistake. Like <laughs> that's just a mistake. Like it, terrible. Yeah. You 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 did the right thing 
And then, and then like none of these people are over either. If you notice, Karrion Cross is not over. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gorgano was not over, and Johnny Gorgano looks like he belongs in AEW. He just does. He doesn't look like he belongs in WWE. It just doesn't fit. You know what I mean? There's there's just certain ones that just don't look like that they belong there. Chelsea Green like is now going to be a Karen. So basically all she's supposed to do is complain. So she's probably going to lose all the time and she's just going to complain. Like, it, yeah. you probably didn't need to bring these people back for stuff like this. Well, like, that, Emma, like Emma's think. back. I saw Emma, like, exactly random. Like, I, I will say Bronson Reed, I think, has got a shot. He's even. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just depends on what they do with them, you know? Like, he and wasn't I'm not even in the saying, Rumble, I'm pretty sure. But, like, on Raw, he destroyed All of them, right? Right. But I am saying that, like, a lot of the outrage that I saw from a lot of these people being released, and when they're coming back, they really look like they don't belong. And it's almost awkward. Like, you can almost tell, like, well, you might be getting released again. You know what I mean? Like, and, and especially after WrestleMania, who knows what they decide to do and all, but like a lot of these just seem like very mid tier. I mean, God, when Nye's music hit, I was just like, you know, I don't know if she, I don't think they signed her though. I don't, I but they, but they have a new shirt for her. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, they have a Nia Jack shirt on shop. So I mean, like you would think that she signed. Oh. And then another thing I don't like either is a lot of these people, Naya and certain ones like they didn't they wouldn't even consider working for the indies like they have no love for the actual business they only want to work for the wwe well they've definitely priced themselves out like stroman is the same way where like they they came in making too much to where like they're not gonna work for because there's also no incentive for like even like even gcw and stuff they, they would just never make back the money that they would have to spend on someone like stroman uh, not enough people would buy would buy the show or purchase tickets specifically to see him for any of these events for what you'd have to pay him to show up. Um, I think Nia is probably the same boat. And you know what? Like honestly, if if I was seeing if I'm if I'm basically directing Bray, right? What I want out of Bray is I want that backwoods type of guy, but I want Bray Wyatt. I want. I don't need you to dress up in those shirts and the hat and all. I need you to just be Bray Wyatt, but I need you to be that backwoods type of guy where it's like, it's just you, man. Like you don't have to have these six dimensional characters and all this other nonsense. Like just you turn up the volume times 10 on your promos and everything else. And they just want to see you. They don't need uncle howdy and whatever else garbage and like dude if uncle howdy reveals himself and it's bo dallas like that is a fart in church like nobody cares like that is just going to just be like okay you know like but dog do you know that they're brothers in real life and their dad's irs I, I do. And you know that Bo Dallas was a massive failure in the WWE after getting a massive push in the NXT brand and Bo leave. Like, nobody cares about him being back. It's just a waste of time. I get I agree. your brother. I but, know. like, well, no, that's the whole thing. It's like there's like this weird 
bubble of fans still that that are holding on to this idea of the two of them uniting on WWE TV that they just they just need it for some reason and it's really strange like if this happened seven years ago then yeah maybe it'd be interesting because they hadn't completely ruined Bo Dallas at that point and Bray Wyatt was still interesting had a shot right but this is now it's like you just said if he reveals himself or like I've also seen uh uh, what you, conspiracy type theories where, cause you know, there there's multiple human beings involved in this to some degree. There's like an uncle howdy and people dressed up yeah. like puppets and whatever. So what if, you know, we haven't seen anything from, from uh, Curtis Axel in a long time. You know, what if the B team's involved in this? It's like that, that's a, that's a payoff that you would be looking forward to. And you think would go somewhere. Or Eric Rowan. You know, and then honestly, yeah. Strowman's doing nothing. So if you wanted to bring that group back together, you probably could. But like, we're, it's men all day long to me. I th- I I think that there was a hint in the Royal Rumble. I've been paying very close attention to this rivalry, Doug. So oh, Omos. So yeah, so Strowman beat him, beat Omos straight up when they went yeah. when they went one v one. Um, uh-huh. But Omos, Omos pretty much, he beat him up the whole fight. And then Strowman just desperation, uh, uh, not power slam. What do you call the thing? What are we, what am I thinking? It's it's running, running power slam. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I thought that wasn't the name of the move for some reason. Um, they're running power slam. Um, uh-huh. and, he, and he beat Omos. But at the Royal Rumble, Strowman eliminated Omos from the Royal Rumble. I, I noticed that. I feel like this WrestleMania, Omos Strowman, Omos gets the win over Strowman. What do you think? I don't care, but yeah, sure. Why not? Doug's on board. Everyone in the chat. Everyone in the chat. Doug's on board. That sounds. That sounds like a pre-show match, like I've ever heard one before. But sure, why not? Pre-show, like the pre-show of the main event, like the co-main. You hear it here first, everyone. Doug said he likes Omos and he wants to uh, win at WrestleMania. No, okay. right. negative. Make sure, Make sure to clip that, everybody. Um, can't wait for him. And I'm not saying I want him to get released, but if he does, I can't wait to see him at GCW because dude. apparently there's a there's a home waiting for him there. So, dude, yes, Omos like, versus Nick Gage. Let's 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 just do that. Maybe oh. Jimmy Lloyd. You know, let's, oh, let's oh, go yeah. all in. Yeah. You know? Omos. And also the dream match of all dream matches over in AEW, Omos versus Satin and Singh. That's oh, cannot wait. Oh god. Okay. Um, we we missed a super chat by Alex that we need to get to. Uh, thanks, Alex. I appreciate thanks, the Alex. super chat. Um, who do you guys think is the most underrated wrestlers in wrestling history? It's a toss-up between Christian and Matt Hardy for me. Mm. Oof. Okay. Um underrated like as far as like a, a wrestler everyone really knows about but just didn't really get a big push because i could name a bunch of like indie guys that i think you know but just like not a lot of i think it's more so like didn't should have should have been more like a mr perfect i think he's he's one of the guys that like everyone kind of refers to um let's think here I mean, there's plenty I can name, but I'm like a lot of people really are like. really on the Shelton Benjamin train. There's yeah. a lot of people that make him out to be 
bigger than what I I think he is. I mean, I liked him a lot, but I I definitely can understand that it, he like never got over that hump as a personality. Um, one of my favorites in WCW had a really short career was Blitzkrieg. He was awesome. Blitzkrieg. Yeah, I agree with that though. It was like it was almost like Amazing Red before Amazing Red. Yes. Yeah. One also like. You know, big aspiration oh, for Jack Evans and then Jack Evans. I've, I've got two if we're going Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. Chris Hero, I think he would have been one of the very best. Um, and Nigel McGuinness, I think both those guys deserve to be, like, in Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. They deserve to be mentioned with all the tops. Um, Monty Brown, yeah. like yeah. There's a lot of people that really loved him. Um, I think you should have definitely won the NWA TNA title. For sure, like when when the yeah. US, like when they were in that in that phase of like Jarrett getting it like over and over, like he they should have definitely given Monty. I thought point. I thought we were getting Monty Brown and Tito like hard justice build yeah. up, and he was like with Jarrett and like Monty Brown was staring Tito down at the locker room and everything. I thought we were gonna get it, but yeah, um, Nigel Nigel and Chris Hero to me. Um, when Chris Hero was wrestling back in like the late 90s, so he could have potentially even been on like Nitro or Raw even back then and never wound up on either show, which is just why he never wound up in ECW, WWE, or WCW. And he was around. I mean, he did NXT, but that's as, that's as close as he got. Well, sorry, I never, sorry, never made it onto Raw, I should say, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think RBD, listen, like, I feel almost like I know that you love what he is and all that stuff, but I almost feel like betrayed by the guy just in a sense of like, I just, he never wanted it for him. Like I wanted it for him. Like to him, it was just like a business or whatever. Like after ECW was done, it was just about like, you know, I'm just going to go out and hit my moves and go home. And like, I don't think he, I don't think he appreciated his greatness like he should have. Like, I think he could have been, like, one of the guys. Like, we're talking the Shawn Michaels, the type of guys like that. Not the guys that carry the company, but the guys that sold out tickets like the Angles, the Shawn Michaels, where you could be a champion at one point where you wouldn't carry the company, but every now and then you would get that feud to get the title and all that. I felt like he could have been that guy. Another one I'll throw out there. And I agree with you about Rob Van Dam for sure. Um, I, we talked about it before. If like prime Rob Van Dam could have wrestled prime Shawn Michaels. It was cool that we did get it like back in like 2002. But like it would have been, if that would happen in like 97 or whatever, 98, like that would have been crazy. It, it, like um, imagine if Shawn Michaels would have just like invaded an ECW show and they would have had like a Shawn Michaels rob van dam jerry lynn type of match in the ecw arena like i think that would go down as like legendary honestly this is a good one i know some people won't agree but scott steiner because he you know he was the wcw world champion and stuff but yeah dude he was incredible he innovated so he was doing 450 splashes and and so many crazy moves his he has probably the best overall move set of any wrestler i've ever seen like as far as up to a certain year like now everyone does all this crazy stuff, but his he he really innovated a lot. Um, so I I understand the Scott Steiner in there. Another one that I would say, based especially on his age when he broke in on WCW TV, and 
his look and everything. I think they just dropped the ball with the gimmick changes and stuff. But I think Alex Wright should have been way bigger. Um, because yeah. he was a good looking guy, young, could wrestle from Germany, and then they like made him Berlin and like yeah, you know, I never was such a weak gimmick though. Like yeah. just the, like he was basically a giant disco inferno. Like that's yeah. kind of like what it was. But he had great matches with guys like Jericho and stuff, like you know, he was and then another one that I'll say from current day is Willie yeah. Mack. I think Willie Mack is like ultra, ultra underrated because, you know, he was, did you ever hear about how, how he was apparently signed to WWE a handful of years ago? Was it an and, accident? Yeah. It was like, they, they, like the, the rumor is they thought he was Apollo Crews. So like they, <laughs> they wound up because like, cause, of, cause Uha Nation wound up getting signed like yeah. right after him. And then God. they released him before he even got. They released um, Willie Mack before he even got to the performance center to report. They had like, I guess, realized that they had hired the wrong person and switched it, which is insane. But Willie Mack is super talented. Ruled in Lucha Underground was should have been the Impact World Champion years ago, and to the you know all the way through his run was 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 underutilized. Um, he's finally getting some some. Uh, matches on AEW dark which i think is promising but willie mack is a guy that i think like should be a top guy in a in a major company he's been great for a really long time yeah no for sure um so yeah and then like the women's royal rumble to me it's just i just i think it's very hard to get 30 women and that's nothing against the wwe they're like i think if AEW did a 30 women royal rumble it would be pretty tough to get 30 in there so you kind of got to be creative and bring people in or whatever. I personally, I didn't love the idea of the men opening the show. I feel like when you go to the Royal Rumble, that is the main event. That's the main traction. I get it because of what they planned on doing afterwards. Right. But I hope that isn't the new norm. I think, I think people should look forward to the rumble. The, because the, just the title shot and everything that's involved. I think that should have been the main event, but Nevertheless, um, and then with Roman and Sammy, so, or Roman and Owens, it's so funny because you put Sammy in there, but um, Roman and Owens, like, the video package was awesome because I'm not, I'm not watching weekly, so I don't really know what is going on. I don't even know why Sammy even joined the bloodline. I couldn't tell you. Like, I know he was into that conspiracy gimmick thing. And then, like, I know he was, like, tagging or, 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 like, along with them, but then they, like, after a while allowed it. Like, I, well, I don't and really Keep know in mind, you know, a year ago, he's feuding with Johnny Knoxville in a jackass match heading to WrestleMania. So he had, like, right. fallen right. completely before this. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, and I felt like he was in danger of even getting released. I remember thinking that. And so, like, the fact that he's gotten this over is, yeah. is really – amazing for sure but like it's kind of like he's almost done it his whole career like he just always found a way and that was one thing like you know i i've been watching a lot of ring of honor lately and uh you know i've been watching a lot of jay briscoe and you see so much kevin owens and and or kevin steen and generico and it's like Man, I'm just so proud of those guys. 
I just am like they like I remember watching them on GoFi Live. You know, you pay fourteen ninety nine or whatever to watch that pay per view, and like to think that like Owens was in WrestleMania with Austin, and now Sammy is like part of like the biggest angle in wrestling. Like it, it's just wild to me. But it also just shows you like how connected wrestling is right now and how like AEW and WWE, yes, they're competition, but man, so many of those guys know each other and are friends with each other and like, you know, very close knit. And I don't really feel like it was that way in WWE and WCW. Like I felt like there was a hard line in the sand with those guys, a lot of them. I feel the same way, but like in more recent years, and I think that would definitely happen when they'd get into each other's locker rooms. Like when someone would sign and start taking someone's spot, there'd be animosity, I think. But then you also do see these random pictures that, sorry, pictures that will surface of, you know, Steve Austin and the giant and, you know, like all together and stuff when they're in separate companies hanging out outside of wrestling. So I think the boys have always been out for the boys really more so than the companies, but but you're right though it was different in the in the monday night wars era because at that point it was really more so y'all like they're trying to put each other out of business so you're literally fighting for your job every week doing this so that's why it was so important now there's the stability of if you're really talented you'll be able to and you aren't just a giant pos to where people don't want to work with you you're yeah. you're okay in wrestling you'll find somewhere to have a spot right now you know Right. So there's no reason to hate someone for, you know, depending on what company they're in. Yeah, no, I just, it's just like, I don't think it's outrageous to think that like the Young Bucks are texting Kevin Owens or Sami sure. Zayn or, yeah. you know, like um, uh, FTR's talking to Randy Orton or like, it's just like, they're all a close knit group. You know what I mean? I mean, Ricky Starks was with Cody at the Royal Rumble. Right. Like, well, and then Sammy and Kevin Owens must have took a freaking red eye down to Delaware to go to Jay Briscoe's funeral because they were there after the Royal Rumble. And I remember, like, you could just see the back of everybody because I watched the funeral. And you could see the back of everybody. But then, like, I saw Tony's hair, right? Because Tony's hair is very distinctive. And he was sitting right next to Cash. And then he was sitting to Jericho on the other side. And then Jericho was sitting with Britt Baker and Adam Cole. And then like at the very corner was Sammy and Kevin Owens. And it's like, imagine all who is at that funeral right now that are WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW, like the whole nine. And it's just like one big I don't know. And then another thing that I was going to say, too, is if you actually go to the story of it, because like just the match itself, I don't really have a lot to say because I just think everybody was wanting to know what is going to happen, you know? So I it's fine. And I've seen Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns have multiple matches. Um, And okay, so AJ Styles was there also. (laughs) And on top of that, like I do this now where, okay, so Sammy has a chair and Kevin Owens is laying there helpless 
And like everyone's like, oh, it's a throwback to the shield and all this stuff, right? When Seth Rollins turned on Roman. Mm-hmm. No, that's a throwback to Final Battle 2010, son. Like when Kevin Owens is on his knees and Generico has a chair and he lays him out. Like I it's so connected now that you can have such a deep storyline that has gone 15 freaking years, 13 years, whatever it is, that I don't really, I guess because I hadn't been watching wrestling for 30 years or whatever, that I didn't really pick up on as much now. But now it's like, like I was thinking, if you did Adam Cole and Kenny Omega, right? Like if they just decided to do that. Yeah. They have so much footage from Ring of Honor that they could like really deep dive into that storyline and bring that back. How he got fired out of the Bullet Club and how they never like work things out and all that stuff. Like they own all that now. So I really feel like that. And then I was thinking too, like how in the world did we not get Joe and CM Punk when when CM Punk was there? And if CM Punk does come back, you got to do that. You got to, and you have all the footage from the trilogy, right? Like, yeah, there's just a lot of things that you can do that are very connected, you know. So they got to um, work out a deal. Tony, Tony, and Triple H need to work out a deal to just let them let them use ROH footage of Cena Generico's history in exchange for something, right? Yeah, that'd yeah, be dope. yeah, that would definitely be dope. And even even like TNA, I'm sure you can find stuff there too, where it's like you can reference things back and everything. You know, like it's it's just it's wild to me. Um, but it's really cool, right? Because then it's like it, it awards you for being a historian of pro wrestling because it doesn't just hit you on the basic level. Like you get the full in depth of it all. You know? Yeah, yeah, I. I mean, obviously, so the story, it seems like where we're headed, right, is going to be yes. Sami Zayn. Well, let me let me let me lay out how I think things are going to or how I think things should play out. And if you've seen Brian Alvarez, he recently put up a video or, or Wrestling Observer Wrestling recently put up a video that pretty much outlines exactly how I feel things should yeah. play out. So I'm not yeah. I'm not parroting him, but like I have heard him have the same exact take but i'm going to say what it is for those of you who might not yeah. know and this is my honest opinion of where i think they should head so we saw what happened at royal rumble at the end of the show the fans really want Sami Zayn. he got a massive pop for the turn on roman listen i'm not going to deny how over he is i totally get it if cody Rhodes didn't exist right now i'd be with y'all as far as he should be the guy but right where we're at i think what they do is Sammy challenges Roman Reigns for the world title or the Universal Undisputed WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber is in Montreal. It makes sense for Sammy Zayn to be in the main event in Montreal against Roman Reigns, world title on the line. And that's going to be massive. Massive. Like, the crowd is going to treat Sammy like he's Bret Hart. I mean, yes. it's going to be big. And he comes ultra close to beating Roman. Yes. Super, super ultra close. But Jay Uso costs yep. Sami Zayn. So yep. now the heat transfers over to Jay and Jimmy 
And after the match, the Bloodline's beating up Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens comes out in Montreal, in his hometown, comes out, saves Sammy from the bloodline to end the show. And now it's set up for Sam. Now the story is more so about Sammy and Owens beating Jay and Jimmy and the overall, the overall destruction of the bloodline. And now Sammy's gotten his title shot. So people don't need to like complain that Cody gets a shot next. And, right. and there's a reason for everyone to unite and do this tag team match for the titles. And I think on night one of WrestleMania, you should have Owens and Zayn beat the Usos in the main event of night one to win the tag team titles. And then night two, there's a big, like, you know, looming feeling to the bloodline of the Usos just lost their belts. Maybe Roman's already even shunned them out of the group after the main event of night one or something. And there's this weird vibe now because now Roman's super paranoid. His, 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 his uh his empire starting to kind of crumble around him and Cody's the final nail final nail in the coffin and Cody or even you know in the main event I could see a scenario where you know the bloodline is trying to help Roman the refs down or something and Sammy and Owens run out and help fight off the bloodline to leave it open so Cody can hit the crossroads you know and win the title so it's like it's more so the story of Cody Owens and Zane collectively taking out the bloodline and taking all the titles from them and taking all the power from them. And then Roman can, you know, disappear for, you know, take some time off. The Usos can take time off, whatever. And um, then you're off to, you know, it's a brand new looking WWE where Cody's the top guy, Owens and Zayn are the tag team champions. And now we're on to just new stuff for a while, which I think would be great. Well, this is another thing is though, like a shot of Bray, but like, you can't even imagine Bray being the champion right now at a time like this. Like that's how far advanced I feel like WWE has gotten when it comes to quality of like opponents. And remember how we like this was like two years ago. We were like, who can replace Roman? Remember that? We would have like these in-depth conversations. If Roman ever got sick or if Roman got cancer again or whatever, like what would they do? They have nobody. They built this entire company around Roman. They have nobody. Here comes Cody Rhodes. Yeah, they like, had to sign someone from the outside, but it, they had Cody, Cody. Cody's Cody. that guy. Yeah. And now, and now and, you have a chance to try to build your next guy under Cody. Like you got to figure it out fast, though. Is it is it Ron Breaker? Is it someone else you're going to sign from the Indies? Is it someone else you got your eye on from AEW? But you got to have a plan. Is it Grace? It, I mean, listen, Grayson Waller is a good looking dude. He's athletic. He's got a lot of heat. I'm not going to hate on the guy, but like, he's got a long way to go. He's still kind of green, but there's, there, you so know, they, wrong, no, I agree. I'm not saying that they, they should necessarily, like, I don't think he should be the guy to beat Cody. Like anything. I don't think I, they I, have the guy. That's the problem. I think, I think yeah. if anything, you got to, you got to be at Maxwell. Yeah. I mean, he'd be the number one ideal He'd be the best possible person. Imagine if Cody is like the top baby face and then they sign MJF as the heel to take out Cody. And what's so great about that is they never finish their feud in AEW. Like that, that is one that is very crazy to me that did not get revisited. Like how did that not happen? Dude, imagine MJF coming, like Cody standing there, like almost like a, uh, almost like when Jericho debuted. Like like when when the Rock was in the ring and Jericho just the countdown started mid promo and everyone was like what's going on and then they went back and forth and it was in my opinion the best debut in WWE history and 
imagine a scenario with Cody Rhodes in the middle of the ring with the world title over his shoulder. He's got the new, he's got the winged Eagle title over his shoulder yeah. and, and wearing the suit and you know, the crowd just Cody could, everyone's behind him and they're loving it. He's their new Cena. This is amazing. And like yeah. mid promo, just MJF out of nowhere walks out and he's like, Oh, that's really cute. The I see what's on your shoulder there. Yeah. Where you came from, there's a reason you weren't allowed to win that. Right. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm here to take that from you, dude. Like, you know, yeah. you know who I am. Yeah. And, and, the, and all the whole fan base would know who he is. So it's like, even I think even WWE diehards that don't watch anything else are aware of MJF. So man, I don't know. I listened to that Logan Paul podcast. Those guys were so clueless. Like they didn't oh, even know who, like, Mike and those who he was. I can't oh. stand Mike. I think yeah. Mike is like the epitome of like meathead Gen Z <laughs> moron. Like I can't stand that guy. And yeah. he's just like, so you were like all elite you were elite with and you were stardust at elite then i'm just like i didn't I, yeah i haven't been able to watch I it and, but like cody's fantastic because cody is just so slick in his interviews and he talks about everything and he he even brings up he he he, he like throws out jay briscoe's name in there and they're just like huh? and then he he talks about like you know being in the other company and when they were in new japan and things like that and then they're like, well, Logan can't go to Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, I remember why. Yeah. And then he trolls, he trolls Cody. He's like, okay, so you like have a famous family. And like, you know, your dad is like Dustin Rhodes, your bro- your dad's Dusty Rhodes, your brother's Dustin Rhodes, and your sister's Lana Rhodes. And, and yeah. he's like, oh, uh, what? And yeah. he's like, no, he's like, no, he's like the porn star. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then he's like, yeah. And he's like, no. No, it's not. Yeah. He, they're like, well, that's Mike's ex-girlfriend. He's like, oh, okay, good. You know, like whatever. Yeah. But like, he knew that, and he's just trying to be a jackass. Like, I don't, I don't like that guy at all. He's so yeah. annoying. He's like Logan's right hand man. Um, yeah. Then there are other guys least likable. <laughs> but uh, like, he even say, he even says, like, you, you know, like I used to wrestle Ricochet on the Independence, and he's like. No way, Ricochet was on the independence, and it's like they all were. And then Cody's like, You should look up a match in Japan. I think, you know, with your spot that you did, like, I think you'd like this Will Ospreay versus Ricochet. Oh, he brought he that match up to him? Yes. And he tries to talk about how, like, it is, it, it, it was very polarizing. But I loved Cody talking about how wrestling has changed, and he really took a shot at, like, the cornets out there. That like you can't stick with just the old because a lot of it is just you being lazy. And like if you look at football, right? Football's changed. The athletes change. You have to do different offenses, new defenses. You can't call the same stuff anymore. Wrestling's no different. Like it, it's evolved, and you you can't just be like, well, why didn't you just you know like uh, he was talking about like the spot that they did. Was it the whole point to get somebody over the rope? Why would you jump into the ring? at each other you know and it's like no dude because it's it, it's it's cool it's fun people paid it bought a ticket to watch stuff like that you know yeah so um but yeah cody spot. gets it cody gets it and but he also says that like you need both you can't just go out there and just like you know pull back the arms and build it up and then hit so he's like you gotta have like good moves and exciting stuff for people the moments and the moves you gotta have both the moments and the moves 
it isn't just to. one or the other anymore. Yeah. Um, no, he so, definitely gets it. And I, I always talk about that, how important he was to AEW, like behind the scenes because of that. Because I think well, a lot so of the he, book, he even talked about that. And oh, so really? he said, he said that he's like, well, what, what, what I thought was really cool about you, Cody, was like, you contacted me after I had my knee injury just to see if I was okay. And he was like, so this is the thing that I believe in. He's like, we have a, uh, uh, like a gym membership thing, uh, like a smoothie drink, whatever, where it's Billy Gunn's thing, but it's merged with Nightmare Factory's yeah. like gym as well. And he's like, we make sure we have prime drinks in there. And he's like, oh, that's really cool, you know? And he's like, and when The Rock has a movie, you know, I make sure I go see it. And then when John Cena has a show on HBO Max, I make sure I stream it. He's like, because we got to take care of each other. And we got to make sure that, like, everybody is is being supported. And so it's like, I'm sure he had that approach in AEW. And I'm sure a lot of people miss that aspect of it. But he even talked about his tattoo and Tony Khan's reaction to it and all of a sudden. It's, it's really good. It's funny. I was Tony's reaction. He's like, why do you do this? Tony couldn't believe how big it was. And Cody even said he made a mistake. Like, they made it way bigger than he thought it was going to be. Oh, so, he, like, he, he, he thought that. it was going to be way smaller. And he was just like, oh, wow. Okay. That's, how that's... did he not know? Like, because they put the stencil on you before you get yeah, the tattoo. Yeah. Well, they drew it out and everything. And I guess it wasn't as big as what. And Cody's like, it sh we should have stopped midway or something. But I was just like, you know, I'm, let's, let's hammer it through. Let's get it done. And uh, yeah, he just said that. Uh, it, it was way bigger than he expected, but turned out all right. He said so, oh. but he but he also was talking about how he just saw a guy at the gym, right? And he was like looking at him, and he's just like, "This guy doesn't think I can lift this weight or whatever." So he's like, "That's when I just put two ninety five, no, you know, stretching, no nothing, just went right up there in my sandals and the bench two ninety five four reps he's like that's when i tore my pectoral right there so he's like now i do things a lot more smart and stuff like that so it's uh did, yeah he's 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 bad did he elaborate on his decision to get that tattoo and like why he chose to get it on his neck like that at all or i don't remember off the top of my head i mean he says he's not a big tattoo guy and he didn't um it, it it's not something that like he normally would do. I don't remember. I'd have to listen to it again. Yeah. yeah. It was just, just curious. He was like, my former boss was just like, that's really big. And he's like, and Jim Ross, he's like, he just kept staring at it. It's like, it can be distracting. Like, it can. I mean, well, and Cody's like, I had a pay per view in two days after I got that thing done. So it was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I remember so, he's wearing the big scarf and yeah. like the interviews and stuff leading I up. I remember I was thinking to myself, like, please tell me that's not real. But now it's like I'm so used to it. But God, when he first got it, I was like, that's looking rough. Yeah, it was definitely a big shock because before that, the only tattoos that I know of him having were he had the dream tattoo dream. and then he had a. Uh, years ago he got when uh him and brandy got married he did like one of those like tattoos on his finger and like it's the uh like where like the diamond or whatever would be for like a ring i guess like his it's like a um it's the the what is it called the triforce from zelda it's like a little triforce on his on his thing on his ring finger with like a little band i think um yeah that's really all i but then and then it's like this little one there there's the dream one that's that's small right over the heart. And then yeah. 
boom. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what, what are you doing, dude? Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's whatever. I mean, I think the logo is badass. Like, there's a there's a very likely possibility that I eventually get that logo tattooed on my body myself. Um, oh, no. We'll see. We'll dude, see uh, uh, how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if I... If Cody wins, if Cody wins the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. By the way, if he does win the belt, do you think the one winged belt, one winged eagle belt, is coming back? Or the, or the, or the, the winged eagle? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a one wing. The wing eagle belt. Um. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think he's gonna do it. I think he's gonna do it. And then, like, I think if he isn't over by then, he's going to be over now. Like if he does that, like I think people are going to just eat that thing up alive because this is, this is the retro world now. You know what I mean? Like people want to go back in the past. So if you bring that belt back, Oh my God. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'm, I'd imagine you want to hold the big gold belt too, but maybe that feels a little different. It's to, him a way because... to, to me, it's a way to get rid of two belts and right. merge it. It's the one. And then if they want yeah. to on Raw, they can make their own belt and whatever. But yeah, you know. no, I'm. But I'm let's, yeah. uh, I missed a Kogan super chat that I need to read out. Thanks, Kogan. I appreciate this, man. Um, so like, I'll earn my film degree this year. So I'll tell you what. I'll write a horse script specifically for Bray to get him into movies and out of wrestling. That way, yeah, we're all that. happy. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. We'll take that. that. Um. So. Anyways, um, let's get back to the storyline itself. So, when Sammy hit Roman, I mean, I don't know if I've heard that big of a pop in a long time. That place was deafening. And I give them a lot of credit for being able to create something that people are so emotionally invested in. Right, because that is rare right now in wrestling, and I really feel like AEW needs to look in the mirror and figure out a long-term storyline that people will care about. We had the Elite and Hangman. I feel like it was ruined because of COVID. I feel like that we never really got everything that we wanted out of that deal, and um, I think that it's time to find something else that you can really dig your teeth into that can last almost an entire year that really people care about, you know, because there are people that tune into SmackDown just to see what happens with the bloodline that week. And I feel like that that's one of the biggest issues with AEW. In my opinion, the elite should be on every episode, every episode you, you paid a ticket you need to see the elite. MJF should be on every episode. Whether he's wrestling or not, you should at least be able to see him. You paid a ticket to see all elite wrestling. You need to be able to see like your core people for the most part, every show. Um, not necessarily complaining about what I've been seeing on Dynamite because I'm having a blast with Dynamite. Every week, it's usually three great matches, some build up to further some other storylines and then new great matches announced for the next week, you know? So I'm, I'm not complaining at all about Dynamite. But I just think if you want people really invested into AEW, you've got to get a storyline where people really care. And, and so that is 
And I don't know if you'd have anything off the top of your head, but do you have any idea of, of wrestlers or what's going on right now that could possibly be something that could go really long term? Well, on TV, I, I have to think about that more. But, you know, there's obviously the in the background long term. I mean, if CM Punk comes back to AEW, that's a long term. Uh, that's huge long term story. And which, see, it kind of feels yeah. like. So I know everyone's like, oh, my God, WWE is the greatest thing in the world. And now AEW so far behind. Like that Raj guy on Twitter is just nauseating. Raj, oh, from uh, Wrestling Inc.? Yes. I mean, WWE is the greatest thing of all time. And it makes him feel like a little kid again and all that garbage, right? But, um, and I mean, listen, they got over 2 million views. They got 7 million views worldwide. I mean, that's like Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor type numbers. So this whole idea that people aren't watching pro wrestling, like you can shove it. Like there's a lot of people that watch pro wrestling. It's just not something they necessarily brag about, right? It's also just be um, fair really quick for people who might not know. I know that we both do, but to be fair, Royal Rumble was like $5 and like a Floyd Mayweather fight was 100. like 50 and like, or like closer to a hundred sometimes. But well, like, but I know what you mean. That's the amount of people are interested Right. right, like, right. trust me, there were plenty of people that were streaming it for free and all that. But just in general, there were a lot of people that came to work on Monday and were like, "Hey, did you watch the Royal Rumble?" Yeah, you for sure. I mean? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I just want to say that right now, from Royal Rumble till WrestleMania, WWE is going to be a buzzing. Right, we got Elimination Chamber, Montreal, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, and we're heading into WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes. And, and Roman Reigns, like, big-time stuff, right? But right after that, CM Punk should be healed. So then it would be like CM Punk and, in my opinion, Mercedes Monet will also show up. And so you're, you're, you're having another swing there. And I just need some go back and forth. And if they're both great, how is that a loss? Like, it's great for everybody. Yes. The other thing in the elephant in the room, wasn't this company doomed like two weeks ago? Like, all of a sudden, people act like this Vince thing didn't happen. There's nothing going on. Every Triple H is in charge. It's the greatest yes, thing man. ever. It's like, dude, Vince could just change this like that. Yeah. It's like, well, it's just like, um, sports and other entertainment but like sports is probably the best example it really doesn't matter any of that if the show's good so I like agree. you know so i think that the fans are going to complain all they want about vince or the things behind the scenes or things are changing you're, 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 you're going to watch you're gonna yeah watch. but yeah and if the show's good and if the show's good then you just you forget about all that other stuff because the show's good um why punish yourself because the guy's an asshole you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, if it's something that you love and you enjoy, why would you just like punish yourself? You know what I mean? Like I get that you don't want to support his stuff, but you, listen, you've supported it for so long. The guy's already made money off of you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I will say though, like this is off topic. We don't have to deep dive into this at all because it's it's super off topic. But but it, it's, to the, it's, it's to the point of what you're saying though, which is this has never really happened to me before what's happening with me with Dana White right now, where like every, everything he's doing from like the slapping wrong. his wife to the slap power slap league, to the way he's caring about. The, the Signing way he's, an endorsement with prime. 
Like yeah, I saw that. You you talked all this trash on the Paul brothers and all this stuff, and then you're like, we've got our newest uh, sponsor, Prime. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, it's, and then and like it's... he showed up on that to make announcement, and he's all like, like when he when listen, here's another tip, Dana. When you are under hot water about slapping your wife, and then you say that you have an announcement to make. A lot of people aren't expecting you to talk about fighting. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people thought you were going to be like, look, I'm going to step down for a while, you know, but like, it's like, we've got an exciting card in January. And he's like yelling like in February, March, April, the UFC is back and we're better than ever. And it's like, they hit right, right now, man. It's just not. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's honestly, in, in like the Nganu, the way that they yeah. let him get away and what they've said, they're trying to make it sound like he's afraid of fighting people, which is insane. I mean, they've been doing that since. TV. No, I know they've been doing that forever. I know, but but I'm just saying, like all of it, like mixed together right now, and then you find out Power Slap's doing a pay per view soon and stuff, and it it just makes to me it really. I've always been a pretty big Dana White. I've I, honestly, I was I used to be a huge Dana White supporter, um, yeah. but. The more and more that I'm seeing lately, the more I'm like, yeah, it really was just the Fertitta's money. And, and it was probably Lorenzo was probably the one really making all of the things happen with like the fighter relationships and the, all the real success the UFC had. Because Dana I mean, seems like an almost, absolute moron. It's almost like he's trying to sabotage his career. That's what it feels like to me. Because I felt like the Dana White that I knew would never have gotten involved in Power Slap. Right, yeah, it seems so. He just said, get that trash out of here! Like we're a real professional mixed martial arts company. Like we're not doing this. Something had to have happened where they came to him with so much money or something and said, "Listen, we're trying to do the Ultimate Fighter with this new sport, and we can't do it without you. So we'll give you anything you want." Like I don't, I don't see any other scenario as to why you'd get involved in this because it's literally the Ultimate Fighter. It's the same concept with the with the house and the reality show. Um, no, and, I haven't watched. I dude, watch it's it at all. so bad. It's well, so and how bad. about this? How about the fact that Mark Briscoe is the lasting image, and you're emotional, and you see it, and it was awesome, and then immediately after the show, here comes Power Slap. It just it came across as just like. Ugh, it's pathetic, you know? dude. These people are, and this is real. Did you ever see the um? Did you ever see Tiger King, the documentary on Netflix when it came out? Yeah. Joe Exotic. Yeah, it was huge, right? So, right. you remember how he would like recruit people to work for his zoo by basically yeah. just going and finding desperate homeless drug addicts and yeah. and giving them a place to stay and a purpose. Right. That's power slap, dude. The people wow. involved in this are desperate doing this for like two grand and they clearly it's so sad these guys are doing their like post fight or post slap interviews or whatever you call it and they're really they're really proud of themselves for making it this far they're like man i i've always dreamt of being a professional athlete and like i'm like finally i've done it and you know they're, they're they're world ranked in this sport and stuff and it's the saddest, the most delusional, just finding the most desperate people who are willing to like this sport. I'm not trying to lend 
tips to make it better because it shouldn't exist. But if anything, they should swing at the same time. It makes no sense that there's a sport where someone's holding their hands behind their back and someone gets to go first because that person almost always wins. It's whoever yeah. gets the luck of the draw. Just hitting someone that it's like Rochambeau when you're a kid in that game where you kick each other in the nuts. And the whole yeah. the whole the whole trick of it is whoever goes first is going to win. Yeah, that, that's that's this. But grown yeah. men hitting each other in the face, and it's pretty much just punches to the face. Like the the, fan, the fact that their hand is open is pretty minimal. They're pretty much just taking – and, like, Jason Herzog is refereeing it and Forrest Griffin's catching people on the way down. It's so pathetic. Yeah, It's, it's embarrassing. It make, it honestly makes me not want to support the UFC. That's how bad it is. So, like, that, that's pretty that's pretty extreme to, to make me dislike the UFC because well, of Well, and then not only that, I, I just feel like the UFC has completely priced the fans out. They've The $80 yep. pay-per-view, the, the, yeah. the ticket prices are crazy. The one – the shows that used to be affordable on fight nights are now only in freaking Vegas and the little whatever uh, – The Apex. They're, they're, they're changing Apex. that this year, though. They're going to go back out to – I mean, I get it, but like I said, it just feels so disconnected. This is not the sport that that I used to grow up with. Like uh, this is this is different. And a lot of it, I think, honestly, this this sounds minimal, but you'll get this. I think a lot of it also has to do with something as simple as when they they did the Reebok deal and they made them all look the same with the same uniforms and took away the sponsorships and the personalities. Because you, we used to get behind. The Rampage Jacksons coming out with their yep. chains and, and the masks and, and the yep. Iceman Chuck Liddell and the, the Huntington Beach bad boy Tito Ortiz with yep. his flame trunks and the in the yep. in the, the, the the waterfall of pyro with with Lim Biscuit yep. in the background. Like like now it's just imagine, the same. Imagine yeah. if Izzy could wear whatever he wanted to wear. Imagine exactly. you know what I mean? Like there's a lot like he could he could have a dope entrance and then his his shorts or whatever would match the entrance. He could come out with Undertaker shorts or whatever. You like know what Naruto I mean? Naruto like, inspired gear and stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like it, it definitely hurts the sport in that aspect. So yeah, I just I feel like it's become so much more commercialized. Yeah. And um yeah, it's just disappointing. It's it really is. But let's go back to wrestling real yeah. quick with, with and, and I understand exactly how it goes in hand in hand with Vince. Um and it's like, yeah, we're disappointed, but if there's a big fight on, we're gonna watch the big fight. You know what For I mean? For sure. Like I still want to support the big stuff, but it's like there are things that have to do with the sport, like we're saying, that just make it really frustrating, especially when we've been around in the wrong for- direction. Right, and we've been around for multiple decades as fans, but, and in, in the in the pay per views, the price is increasing instead of everything else that's going down to to cheap. So I didn't want to yeah. say that though, because it's going in the wrong direction. Does that make people go back to pro wrestling? I think it's a different audience at this point. Like, there's going to be some crossover, but like, I think maybe more so with AEW and professional and uh, and MMA. But I don't really think the WWE fan base really cares about the UFC. See, I just don't know, but but I'm saying that the, the the fan base that was the UFC fan base that is no longer enjoying what they're watching, is oh. it going to kill them to pay their $5 subscription on Peacock and watch a pay-per-view? You know what I mean? Like, eh, I'll check this out. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like yeah. I feel like when you actually have valid stars and there's actually like a good storyline going, like people might actually give wrestling another shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think honestly, a, a 
a matchup like Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley to that kind of fan, I think would be interesting. You know, yeah. you got, you know, like when Matt Riddle's around, you know, I think that, you know, Ronda Rousey might even pique the interest of old MMA fans that are, you know, that haven't seen her in a while. It's, it's funny because I've, I, I saw something recently where someone who knows quite a bit about what's going on had asked me what Ronda Rousey had been up to the last few years. I was like, well, she's been like the champion of the WWE. Like she, like she recently lost the belt and they were like, Oh, real? I didn't even know she wrestled. It's like, yeah. Okay. Damn. You know, that's, that's how far that, that whole hype train has fallen. But, but to be fair, like she's the second biggest star the UFC's ever, they've ever had outside of McGregor. And McGregor has had a massive fall of late as well. I mean, they're they're all they need new stars pretty badly, but it's it's hard to create those stars when you're pigeonholed by not having the personality and the stuff that we're or being allowed to show the personality like you used to be able to. And anyway, that, that that's a whole other thing with MMA. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you're I I I do think that there is potential though there as far as somebody getting fed up with paying $80 a month for something, getting fed yeah. up with Dana White and slap power slap or whatever. And being like, okay, this is only $5. I used to like wrestling when I was a kid, you know, right. it's probably, it's probably worth $5 to check it out, especially if it's the Royal Rumble WrestleMania or something like that. So I can see. Well, that. if you haven't really seen how the ring style has changed, like there might be some stuff that's like really impressive. You. Like if you've never watched wrestling and you see that Logan Paul ricochet move, like you probably are like, wow, what the hell? You know what, what I mean? That's what happened to me recently with the NBA. I hadn't watched it in so long since like the early 2000s, really, the last time I really kept up with it. So when I jump back into it, all of a sudden I'm watching it every day. I'm seeing guys like Joel Embiid and I'm like, what? Like this dude's seven feet tall and he's shooting threes like it's nothing and he's draining them. This is insane. Yeah. People do this now. The whole the whole game has completely changed to where it's centered around yeah. three pointers and drawing fouls yeah. on the way in. There, there's you know it's, a, it's 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 totally changed. I'm not saying it's necessarily better. It's just way less physical. And, and that that's physical. frustrating because I honestly yeah. believe that they should make. I have all these rule changes in my head about basketball now, but they should make the paint wider. Like the 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 square underneath the hoop, they should make that wider. And if you go in that square, you should be allowed to not necessarily hit the person coming in, but like there should be you should be allowed to contact them because there's so many plays where guys just run towards the hoop, just yep. try to get hit by bumping into someone and just throw the ball in the air, not even really shooting it at anything and get to the foul line. And I mean, like, it's a foul, and they barely got touched. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so let's not get too sidetracked. Cody yeah. and Sammy. Okay, yes. Sammy hits Roman. The place goes crazy. Then Roman, which which I kind of thought was like it was like like Sammy hit Roman, and then like he just kind of just stood there and owned it. You know, like I I thought maybe he'd like try to hit him and take off or something, but he stood there and owned it. And then I love the idea that Jay's so upset about it because he was the one that was so against him being in the group in the first place. So that was kind of dope. But he was and also the Roman, one that Roman used to like. Like Jay was the like the whipping boy. Yes. At first, well, and the then, it all too. started. It honestly, the it all started with Jay and Roman during the pandemic. Like that right. feud was amazing, and right, it just we didn't get to appreciate it because it wasn't in front of a crowd. But it was really good stuff. So, 
and and I, I even saw like a fan theory. And I think if you have fan theories on a storyline, you're doing something right because that means people are invested and they're thinking about possible outcomes. They're even saying like this isn't a Sammy story. This is a Jay story. This is this right. is actually going to be Jay's story that's going to finish this thing out. So found that interesting as well. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I just think that there's multi-layered stuff here. Does that person, where does that person who said that think that the ultimate outcome there is like Jay as a baby face overcoming Roman? It's yeah, like a singles guy. Interesting. Yeah, I don't but, think it'll play out it, that way, but that that's interesting. To, but it's like that way. we've ignored Jay throughout this whole thing, but Jay's been the one that was against uh, Sammy joining in the first place. Jay's the one that's defecting from the bloodline. So then there's more so like Jay is actually the one that is going to overcome, and this starts all the way back from him saying that he could be the leader of the bloodline way back in the day. So it's like almost like a two, two, three year storyline. So I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but it is an interesting theory. So um, I, I just think that there could go multiple ways. Here's my thing, though. And me and SP3 had a long discussion on Twitter about this. But yeah. his thing is, is that Cody can just win a title. It doesn't have to be the title. He doesn't have yeah. to beat the guy. I call bullshit. Like Cody has to be the guy. The whole point of it is for him to be the guy, to beat the number one guy at WrestleMania and win the top belt. And in this case, there is no other belt. They didn't split the belts. So this is it. And I don't think that Rock was the main plan. I think Rock was the back burner plan. Rock was going to be available if – he can be but the plan was cody this whole way through there's no reason you keep showing these royal royal rumble highlight packages of him coming now you have to finish the story this is obvious where this is going right so to me sammy doesn't have to be roman for the belt sammy if if you want to finish sammy's story he just has to be roman he doesn't have to beat him for the belt. He just has right. to beat him, you know? And I don't think that Sammy, like even Sammy was talking to Ariel, which was a good interview, by the way. I don't know if you saw it, but even Sammy was talking to Ariel and he was like, I can be that guy on that goes to Fallon and, you know, has the belt for like six months, but I'm not the guy. Cody's the guy. He's not a six-month guy. He can be the guy. So yeah. – and this company desperately needs another guy. In he's my like opinion. he's like their Mick Foley, like yeah, Sammy. Yes, yeah, Sammy's like their yes. Mick Foley. Like he's like their he can be a perennial a perennial main event level guy or do anything else on the show. Stay over doing anything, have good matches. The fans love him and care about him. And occasionally you give him the big win. He can be your world champion, but not for like a super long amount of time. Similar to NXT, like it took him forever to win the title. He won it and they took him off it. They took it off him within a couple months because like yes. him him the chase of him winning it is way better for him and his character and the way that he works than him actually. And it's so hard for being an underdog, an ultimate underdog and being the champion. It's so hard in pro wrestling for it to work. The the chase is always the story. And then once they win the title, it's kind of like uh what do we do now? You know? Yeah. So this is why 
I think Cody should win. Like, I just, I just think that Cody needs to face Roman. He needs to win the title. The only thing that I do think, if I'm WWE, I'm a little concerned, is the fact that this guy has heavy AEW ties. And we just had him be our top guy that we've put so much time and money into. And I, I agree, Cody's going to be, I think Cody's going to be fine. He's going to be loyal, but I still would be a little, I don't know. It's just, it's just different. Like, this guy smashed the throne. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. you know, like, wouldn't I, it be crazy if Cody just, like, won the title and then just was like, I did it. I'm out. See you later. Like, I don't need this place. I proved you all wrong. You know? I'm going to throw this title belt in the trash can on Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'll see you guys later. This was all the work. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there was a few things that I want to uh, – uh, so let me let me try to remember. Um, there were uh, there was a few things I wanted and, to get to, and I'm, I'm and, I'm, and I'm some blanking. people are saying, you know, what if what if the fans turn on Cody? Great, yeah. I don't care. Cody's a fantastic heel, and yeah. he could really rub it in too. Yeah, like, or put him in the Cena I, role, like they just don't turn him, just let him do him. Right, <laughs> like you know. Well, no, and, and and the thing with Cena, I couldn't believe how long they stuck with Cena getting booed out of the building. But then eventually, man, like it all turned almost to cheers. Like he just eventually earned everybody's respect. One of the things I was going to say about if one thing that WWE accomplishes big time by having Cody be the guy to beat Roman is that's a message I feel like to anyone who is considering going from AEW to WWE that hasn't been there before of them being like, we don't care if you're from there. Like, look what we just did with Cody, Ricky Starks, yeah. MJF, Jungle Boy, Jade Cargill. Yeah. Like, but that's like, like we're not going to treat you bad just because you were there. We put the world title on the, the dude who started your company. Like, I mean, honestly, know? if you're, if you're Wardlow, right. I would go to the WWE. Like it, it makes all the sense in the world for him to go to the WWE. Because here's the problem with AEW, in my opinion. A guy like Wardlow, like, the only way he works is if you push him to the top. If you don't, it's just going to be a standstill. And do you want him at the top when you have guys like Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson and all these other guys? Like, you you don't want him to be champion at that point. So I, I just think it makes more sense to him to go to the WWE. Yeah. Well, also, I didn't want to forget to bring this up because then this was one of this was like the main point I felt like SP3 was trying to make with the Roman stuff. And I'm just going to be blunt about this. Um, I know he a big thing, I guess, is is Roman. If he gets past WrestleMania, I guess he's in the territory of 1,000 days straight as the Universal Champion, dude. Who cares? Who cares? Like, what's that? Like, why? Like, how? How is that more important than getting? the title on the right guy and having the right guy. Listen, if you, if you want to make the argument that the right guy is Sami Zayn based on the story, I get that. But I think it makes way more sense that the, that story is more about Jay and Sammy and Jay and, 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 uh, and Sammy and, uh, and Kevin and stuff like that's, and eventually okay. Sammy can, can eventually get his hands on Roman, but Roman doesn't have to be the champion at that point. So, okay. Let's just say, let's just say this, right? Cody, Cody uh, doesn't get to face Roman. Ro- Sammy faces Roman at WrestleMania. Sammy beats Roman at WrestleMania. Cody faces Sammy at Money in the Bank and wins the title. 
that is so flat. There's yeah. just not like the, the whole idea of Cody coming to the company is to win the big one. And there's no better way than to win the big one than at WrestleMania with at, like with it all on the line to end the streak of Roman Reigns and like to, to get the belt and win it for his father and like the whole thing. Right. Like to, to do that at money in the bank is just not, not no. what it would. And, and it doesn't even need it for Sammy either. That's what's frustrating part is like, Sammy doesn't need this. He does. He does need the extra recognition. He does need it to get over, but he doesn't need to win the title at Mania. That is just a Daniel Bryan false storyline that people have grabbed onto that doesn't really fit the situation. Right. Because they've seen it with that. They've seen it with like Kofi Mania and stuff. And like exactly, they think that they can get the, they think that they can have a hand in changing plans and them getting their guy. But because the way that I'm looking at it is, what a win if Sammy, because the, the Usos have been the tag champs for like forever also. Yes. So, you know, that's a huge win for Owens and, um, and Sammy. And now we're living in a world where Steen Erico is the, the, the WWE tag team champions. Like, yes. that's awesome. Like bring on all the and, and they win it at Mania. They win yeah. it at Mania. Like well, Cody wins it at Mania. Like well, the thing let's with Cody, go. The thing with Cody too is you know I'm not comparing them directly, but like it's kind of almost feels a little bit almost like a do over for Lex Luger. Also, it's like the same kind of feeling where if they don't go with Cody, imagine that he's going to kill him. Like he's going to kill his whole the whole thing. He's dead in the water. If he if he comes and he gets this far, we're just going to be talking about him in list videos forever about. Well, just like Lex Luger years before, where they put all the whole company behind him and he, you know, the Royal Rumble and they got to WrestleMania and went for the title and didn't get the job done and never recovered. You know, like I, you got, you just got to go with him. You have no other options. You've booked yourself into a position now where, okay, sorry, you have one other option in Sami Zayn. But then what's that? Where's that leave Kevin Owens? Where's that leave the Usos? Where, there's a lot at play with Sami Zayn needing to be involved with that tag team match for that tag team titles with Kevin Owens against the Usos. Like that's what makes the most sense. And once again, collectively, if pretty much like a team of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens and Cody Rhodes takes out the bloodline, that's a great story. So yes. I don't yes. know why people. And, and I don't think it's the end either. The same, like, exactly. It, it, it leaves it open and you can just like, you took a huge piece out of the bloodline and they now have no titles. So what does the bloodline do when they're desperate? Like what happens there? You know what I mean? Does Roman leave for a while and can make Jay in charge? And then does Jay like try to feud with Sammy? Because that can go for a while and that would be entertaining. Like this thing can keep going till Sammy reaches the final boss of Roman, you know? Well, this is just curiosity because I legitimately don't know the reason for this. What, like, do they just, how do I say this? Is is Jimmy like that much worse than Jay? I feel like there's not much difference between the two of them, but they seem to like really push Jay and Jimmy just is like I, super I in the background. Jay, I think, I think Jay is the Jay Briscoe. I think Jimmy's the Mark. Which you know, one has I, all the DUIs? Is it Jimmy? Jay. Oh, Jay. Jay does. Jay's, Jay's the one that's married to Naomi as well. Right. Jay's, Jay's the star. 
it's just interesting because I don't they don't seem that different from one another to me as far as like their moveset. I, think, I think it's the most personality we've seen from Jimmy is joining the bloodline. Jay Jay's always been the more personality okay. guy in That's all fair. that. So I just haven't. Like, I guess I didn't notice it until recently, until they started really highlighting Jay. I just never, I never saw any difference but, between the two. I guess. But Jay was the one that was the one that first bumped. Like I said, he's the one that got in the Roman's face. He's the one that says, "Why can't I be at the the head of the table?" You know all that stuff. I'm pretty. Sh- I don't know if he's the one that said, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks." I'm pretty sure that was him as well. Oh, okay. When the, the whole place was like, "Oh my god!" It says Jimmy is married to Naomi, and Jimmy has the DUIs. Is that right? True. Hold on. We got to get because I maybe, I maybe I'm mixing them up. Maybe I'm mixing them up, but I know whoever which one is. But I don't think so because Jay's the one that was upset. Uso DUI because that's that's kind of what I was getting at is like if that Jimmy Uso arrested for DUI again is what it says. So that actually makes a lot of sense. They probably are pushing Jay over Jimmy because of that. I would guess. I could be totally wrong about that, by the way. But, like, that would actually make sense if that was. And I get okay. that they're twins, but just because you're twins doesn't necessarily mean, like, you have to be. I guess the haircut or something's throwing me off because I could have swore. Yeah, no, Jimmy Jimmy is the one. I just typed in Jimmy Uso. Jimmy's yeah. the star. Jimmy's the star. No, Jay's Jay the star. Is the, no, Jimmy's the star. Jimmy is the star, in my opinion. Jay is the one that's now starting to show up, but Jimmy was the guy. Wait, are you talking? Jay's the one getting the giant push right now. Now, but I'm just saying, like, Jimmy was the one. I'm really? almost positive it was Jimmy. Huh. Yeah, I don't. I just always saw them really as tag team guys, and all of a sudden it's like they're pushing Jay, and I was like, that's just kind of strange to me that Jimmy doesn't do it. But then I'm like, okay, well, Jimmy's getting DUIs, then I could see why they wouldn't want to push him as strongly. I get that. But, like, I I know them mainly, a lot of it, like, personality-wise, is because of Total Divas. Because Jimmy Uh, was the one that was married to Naomi. They were on the show all the time. But I just, I was for some reason, I was thinking that was Jay. Well, I mean, they do look very similar, obviously. That's yeah. Jimmy, been for a Jimmy long time, the they had the used same to hair. be the one with more personality and stood out. Like that's that's huh. the one to me that was like the the top Uso. But I guess Jay's coming his own because I'm confused now. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But no. So, anyways, I don't know where all that leads and what they're gonna do. So. Um, I mean, what I want to see, let me ask you if you had, so let's say Cody wins the title at WrestleMania. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which is going to happen. Um, do you have him in some like super deep store? Like, like, do you have him defend in his first big feud against like, um, like someone coming out of the bloodline story? Like, is it against like an Uso or against solo or something like that? Or do because my my thing is I think you go straight to dream match and you do Cody Rhodes AJ Styles. I mean, if, I don't think AJ's gonna be healed. That's my only. Oh, thing. is he hurt still? I oh, he he's on crutches right now. So oh, it's I didn't like, know oh. that. Did you hurt yeah. like a house show or something? Is that what happened? Yeah, he broke his ankle. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry, I didn't know that. But like, I, I really hope we get that. I, I would love I that AJ too. Styles Cody Rhodes title feud in Georgia. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. If you're going to do yes. it, like, that's what you would do. 
They're not um, here anytime. Well, they're they're in Columbus, like two hours away from me, like three days from now. It's like it's a two hour drive. I've considered it because Cody should be there, but I I don't think I'm gonna uh, make the drive. Yeah, no. But like if it's a pay-per-view, it's worth it. But yeah, yeah no. No, um I I don't want to do Cody and Rollins again, but that's like the top guy on Raw, basically. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, and then they did Cody and Finn last night. Um, Cody and Gunther would be good if they get the belt off, the IC title off Gunther in a good way. They could go back to like a one-on-one match between are them. We, are we still like strictly brands now, or are they kind of? If Cody uh, is the champion, he can do either one now, right? Yeah, I think he's. I, I think it's all BS anyway. I think they all just want yeah. to fund the shows at this point. I don't think it really matters. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, they did but Cody and they I, did Cody and Finn last night. I think I think between if Roman's gone and it's just like the the rest of the bloodline and. Kevin and uh, Sammy, I think that's enough to keep that thing going. And then I think Cody needs to focus on something else. And if it's Cody and Bray Wyatt, I'm going to throw up. Well, I think eventually they are going to go there because they have the the backstory of Cody yeah. being Husky Harris's coach on NXT and all that stuff. And I get it. I just yeah. hate it. Well, no, I agree. And also, so another thing that I, I found interesting is when Cody was was training to return for the Rumble one of the people he handpicked to train with is Joe Gacy. And I feel like that's like to get a Bray Wyatt type body in there with you, you know? So like another, another one that I think if, if he's healthy and could come back is Randy Orton because Cody has admiration for Randy Orton. Yeah. Legacy background. I think that would legacy background, all that stuff. I'm not the kid you remember anymore. You know, all that jazz. I think that would be a good one. One million percent agree with that. I, that's that one needs to happen whenever Randy comes back. That that's a that's a slam dunk right there. So give me Cody Orton. Give me Cody AJ Styles. I do think Seth Rollins and Cody needs to happen eventually again for the title. Yeah. So, I mean, all those are great. Cody um, Logan Paul probably on a big show. What about what about like Cody and Brock? Oh yeah, I love that too. As long as Cody wins, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. But there's just, you know, a lot of those type of dream matches that we haven't really got. And I want to say something, too, about dream matches. Man, like, you go back and you watch old TNA, and you go back and, like, you think about, like, well, it didn't fit the story, so they didn't do the match and all that stuff. And then it's like when they did do the match, it was like, well, it was only given six minutes. Like, one thing I love right now with AEW is if you actually get a match on there – like, they give you a good 15-minute match, usually, of, like, you know, so you always wanted to see Brian Danielson versus Brian Cage. Well, you got it last week. You know what I mean? And, like, all that stuff lasts in the history books now. You can always go back and watch that and be like, like, this wasn't just some little TV match they threw together. Like, this was the best of the best going against each other, the Bandito match. You know what I mean with Brian Danielson? Like, you've always wanted to see that. You get it. Again, Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. I hate Timothy Thatcher, but it is what it is. Like, we'll we'll see what happens. But I I just think that like I'm so thankful that like I can go back and watch Kyle O'Reilly versus John Moxley. Yeah. And like it was a very legit match. I can go back and watch John Moxley and Chris Jericho. Like the the 
film library that AEW will have when this thing is all said and done will be incredible because these aren't just dream match. Like there was a time where Davey Richards was in the same company with Kurt Angle and they didn't even have him do anything like Tony Khan would have never let that happen right. because he's one of us. And he'd be like, dude, we got to figure out a way to get Davey in there with Kurt Angle. Like we, we got to, you know what I mean? And so like, I just appreciate that so much. So anyways, you know, some people are like, well, hold off on pay-per-view or wait till this screw all that. No. You don't know when there's going to be an injury. You Sting don't know versus when there's going to be a yep. Sting versus Cody. We never yep. got it. Right. Yeah. We, we never got Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for whatever reason. Like there was Adam Cole had a concussion was out six months. Like we just do it. So if you can do yeah. it, you can do it. And Brian Alvarez hinted that Zack Sabre Jr. will be in the States next week for Defy. Yeah. Give me Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. as MJF's final opponent for Brian Danielson next week. Yeah. That will be awesome. Yeah, do that. Also, Kota Ibushi, GCW, Bloodsport. Like, they're doing spring break. You like, see who he's facing? Speedball, Mike Bailey, Red Bloodsport is going to be That is going to be ridiculous. And then um, it was also uh, Speedball versus El Vikingo for spring break. Joey Janela's yeah. spring break. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Did they announce Abushi's opponent for Spring Break? I don't think they did. No, they haven't yet. Um, yes. By, by the way, there's an article that went up on Fightful today from an interview that I did with Moe's last week about Nick Gage. Never, he had never tried. Strand Sonic? Yeah, yeah. That, that story was so funny. Because he's like, they're like, they're waiting for their change to cut. Like, because they like, you escape the change out. Like, and it was taking a minute and Gage Gage asked them if they wanted him to go get go in there and get the change from him, and they're like, "No, man, no, you're no, you're good, man. It's no big deal. Like, don't come out with it." Um, as he was eating a Reese's uh, ice cream with with whipped cream yeah. on top, um, but uh, but no, that's I, but I, I think Abushi is is damn close to being an AEW. I feel like, or at least maybe he'll stay as a freelancer, but I think we'll see him in AEW soon. Yeah, no, I agree. So I'm I'm just saying like. If you can do these matches, then do them, you know? Yeah. And like like I said, when, when Punk comes back, if he comes back, like you do Kenny Omega and CM Punk. You find a way to make that happen. You find a way to do whatever you want. You, you need to do Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. Like you need to do these type of matches because you just don't know when it's going to be over. So, yeah. I mean, even look at Jay Briscoe, right? Like sure. no one thought that that was it. Like, and it just, it's, it's over. So, if you get a chance to do these, then do them. I don't care. And if you're going to actually put them on TV, go all out with it. Don't just give us some crap five-and-a-half-minute match that just is like whatever. All I've got of RVD and Shawn Michaels is like an 11-minute match on Raw that was very underwhelming. It just it's not It's not fair, you know? Yeah. And I've still probably watched it about 30 times because it's like all I've got. But it's just one of those things, like, if you're going to do it, then do it. And right now, the roster stack, so many things you can do, you got to do it, you know. 
But yeah. me personally, the long-term storytelling in AEW, like I still think an Adam Page reuniting with the elite mixed with some Adam Cole in there and stuff, I think that that can go for a while. That would be very in-depth and people would be very involved in. And, and they maybe definitely tease a little Kota Bushi. Yeah. Like, let's go all being the elite here and just go all in on TV. Yeah, I agree. And they, I mean, that looks like where they're heading with Hangman. Like, it it seems pretty clear that once this Moxley stuff is settled, that he's trying to reunite with his friends. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was a chat here. Um, do you guys uh, think they could have Roman be Cody at Mania as a possibility? Thanks, guys. No, I appreciate no, it, man. No. Um, I just, I, I just think that that's just such the wrong way to end the show. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible, but I just, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see the point. To me, yeah. if that happens, I just think it makes Roman look bad because it's like you're, you're willing to job, but you're not willing to job at Mania because that's the only way you could do this. Is Cody would get a rematch, and then he would beat him at some other pay per view, but not Mania. I, don't, I just don't like it. No. Yeah. No. I. I there's a zero percent chance Roman retains. It's got to be. It's got to be Cody at Mania. We did get Darby and Jeff Hardy, and that was fun. I'm glad it happened. That was yeah. a crazy, crazy match. And, like, it was a dream match, and luckily we got one. If we just waited to pay-per-view, there's only four pay-per-views a year. We're not getting crap. You well, know there what was I mean? such a small window where they had Hardy there available, ready to wrestle. Agreed. So, and it's like they, they got it with, like, the few weeks. And they put him in the Jeff it. Hardy tournament. They had him face the Bucks. They, I mean, they used him quite a bit for what they could. Oh, not the Owen Hart Owen Hart, yeah. sorry. They they had him face the Bucks like they used them as much as they could. So I just think that people need to get this idea that only big matches can happen on pay per view. Like as we've seen, like every week, Dynamite is busting out bangers, man. Like Bandito versus Brian Danielson, that is a crazy match when you think about it. Like yeah. stuff you never thought you could see. So um, yeah, and. I just think there's there's some interesting things, you know, uh, that, that could happen. And especially, like I said, let WWE have its time. They're going to have some a lot of great stuff. It's going to be very enjoyable. We're all going to like it. We're all Cody fans. So, like, I'm looking forward to it. But I think AEW, you know, come that April to summertime, I think they're going to be coming out guns blazing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I that's probably a good a good wrapping up point for the show, right? A little over yep. two hours. I got a, I got a quick a couple quick action figure purchases that I can okay. show real quick. Do you have anything from the past week? Oh no, no, I, I bought enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, me too. And I. By the way, he wanted to know if Bill liked the pay per view. Yeah, Bill watched pay per view. Bill liked the pay per view. He's still very like Cody, you son of a bitch. But he's also like you know. I get it. And yeah, it, it's all works out. And with, with Cody wins the title, like how can you hate on it? You know what I mean? Like if Cody left and like, he was just like stuck in the mid tier feuding with the Miz or something, then we'd be like, dude, you made a massive mistake. You should have never trusted them. You could be an AEW right now, all that. But like, if you're going to be like the guy guy, like ugh, can't hate on it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I showed some figures last week. I won't show those again, but y'all can go back last week if you missed the show when Doug wasn't on to see what I got last week. This week, uh, I think just three new things. First one is I finally got the Brody Lee negative oh, nice. ones two pack. 
So this was all the way back when they did the uh, the sale over the holidays. Yeah. Um, it just came in because I had one of these others. Where Dude, I swear, if they do that, if they do that again uh, next year, man, I'm getting everything. Yeah, I, I'm kicking myself. I, I was for not so pissed. Yes. There, there was a lot of them where I was just like, man, that was $5 and now it's $20. Like, what was I thinking? I should have easily got that. Well, I was thinking that too, but then like I literally spent like probably three or $400. So it's like, you know, I was just like, I can't keep, keep adding more to the cart. Like I got to cut myself off at a certain point. And then I'm like, damn it. I should have spent $30 on the, on the blood and guts two pack for Moxley and Omega. Yep. Now it's full price again. Anyways, I got that. Um, this one I got really more so because I needed the order to be $60 or more for the, for the shipping yeah. deal. Um, but it's actually a really good figure and a guy that I liked that I wanted to display. Um, so I got this Drew McIntyre with the sword, but the yeah. cup seems pretty good quality and stuff. And I don't have a Drew McIntyre elite yet. So put him yeah. on display. And then I've already obviously put this on social media, but got the America nightmare. So awesome. I don't know how they you, messed up. You had yeah. one job and then not the back, right? They, they misspelled eluded. Oh yeah, well they misspelled American Nightmare again a second time at the top. Oh yeah, it's and all then, over. And then yeah, eluded. Um yeah. that, that elude his father. Yeah. Of eluded. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they did that. I mean, so many people had to have seen this before it went out that I don't know how. But anyway, this is the the Is you know, your eyes good on it? Because man, some people's eyes are like this on their Cody. It looks like a disaster. Mine looks all right. Uh, the Alex West collects kid, man, his looks awful. Oh, it's like oof. But then these oh, are the, the basic too. Yeah, I got the basic came in last week. So now, are those getting opened or are you keeping them in package? Um, I'll probably open both of these, I think. Um, I saw I saw some of the highlights of him at Fitterman. He signed uh, Supremes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I still have um, just for reference, I've got that Supreme here too. Still, this is um, I I I, I couldn't tell when I saw the images online because obviously those look different than in person. I will say. Supreme over elite. I'll give the Supreme the nod over the elite. But I mean, the ultimate is coming probably, hopefully, pretty soon within the next few months, I guess. I don't know. I pre ordered it so I'd, long ago. I'd probably say actually maybe Mania time would make sense because I bet you they'll have them displayed at Mania. I do like, I do really like this figure though. Like, this is a good representation of Cody. It's just, yeah, it doesn't it have cool. like the ultimate's gonna have all the bells and whistles. Like I, I don't know. If Can you imagine like, though, like if we never got a Cody figure, and then like that version of Cody, like the one that we've seen in Ring of Honor and all that stuff, and then we finally get that figure, that figure would be like incredible. If there were no AEW, oh, yes, and oh, it yeah. goes from, like what we had in the WWE, and then we get that, I would be like, oh my god, I need that immediately. Yeah, for me, it goes from because I didn't get any of his like his WWE figures at the time that were like stardust. Although I am going to get some stardust stuff soon, but like I, I've had this. Did, did you hear, did you hear that's going to be in, in part of another elite line soon? They're going to put a stardust in there. Elite one Oh three is stardust. Yeah. I'm going to 1 million percent get those. Yeah. Um, but like, so like that's a big, a big change. I mean, these two human beings. Yeah. You know, um, drastic, 
really cool though but i'm very happy i mean the basic is is clearly just you know the basic like they always are but at least they put the little dream tattoo on him the neck tat's kind of weak but it's there and his yeah. i'm pretty sure it's a head i think it's just a head mold from before he left years it's ago and it's mold. Yep. painted his, his hair yellow um yep. or blonde um and then uh and then yeah with this one I mean everything everything's nice on this one with the, the belt. Did you notice that they put the tattoo like on his cheek? Yeah, I saw Kyle talk about that too. And I probably yeah. wouldn't have noticed it if Kyle wouldn't have pointed it out. But yeah, I um pointed it out. To be fair, I don't plan to display him with his head turned, so it shouldn't make right. a difference for me. Yeah, but, dude, I don't really care. Yeah, but it but it is I mean it, it I, I respect Kyle obviously he's the the god he's, he's the god of this shit right but like <laughs> i uh so like he has to point that out like it's his job yeah. to point that out um and i respect his opinion more than pretty much anyone in that space um but i have to imagine they'll have that figured out by uh the only thing i don't like is like if you had another head scan and like let's say that you wanted to put that head scan on something else then you have the little tattoo carrying over that's what i don't like but yeah you know, I like there's gonna be so many Cody figures, it's not even gonna be funny. Oh no, yeah, exactly. So I'm glad I got the first two. Yeah, you know, and that's the only thing that's kept me from opening opening them to this point is like that they're the first ones with him coming back and I don't know how the basics usually see sitting on the pegs for cheap forever. So like I'd yeah. imagine you'll see a lot of these out there, but I feel yeah. like the Cody elites are gonna go quick. I just have a feeling yeah. about it. So Definitely. um but I'll probably get multiples of a lot of these anyway, so but yeah, that's all I had this week. Was just the, did you the, did you did you did you look at that Bret Hart um, Ultimate? Yeah, the, in the pink. The one in the pink. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good, but it doesn't that come with a, the title belt, which I that was on. That sucks. That was on pre-order, and it are the pre-orders already sold out. But you know how Target pre-orders are. Just wait. Yeah. You remember that Macho Man stuff? Yeah, for sure. I that. But yeah, I was surprised about that because he was the he was the world he was the world champion with the winged eagle belt at the time, I believe, of like when that gear is for the ultimate. Yeah. Um, and I think even the picture on the box, I think it made I, I might be making that up, but I feel like I saw an image of him with the title, but not in figure form. And then I saw a picture of the packaging, and there wasn't a belt in there. And I was like, how are you gonna have him wearing the belt? Or holding the belt on like the package, but you don't get one in the and it's an ultimate, like you should definitely get a title belt in an ultimate. Yeah. Um yeah, you buy enough of these, you'll get a belt, all right. But like, all yeah, right. but I mean we got two of them in Goldberg alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Another reason yeah. to hit on Goldberg, I guess, if you're Bret Hart. You got two title right. belts in his ultimate, and I didn't get any. <laughs> what kind of crap is this? Yeah, hey, at least or not, I'll ring it up as Hulk Hogan, brother. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we, that that story is the best. The giant or where, the big where show. He got all the uh, where he got all the royalties. Yeah, he said he went and bought his his first ever WCW action figure from like a Walmart or something. Yeah. And he he was in the checkout line and he watched the the girl scan it or whatever, and it rang up his Hulk Hogan figure and he was like, "What's going on with this?" And he like went and checked and it turned out that all the WCW action figures and probably all the merchandise in general was all just getting rang up as Hulk Hogan and he was getting like all the royalties for it. <laughs> oh my God. I, I bet him and Bischoff made a deal where it's just like, yeah. look, all the QR codes are me. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you listen, listen, brother, all right, you don't have to pay me uh, $2 million for for the right. year, but or for, for, for my, my – well, you won $2 million. You have to pay me $10 million, but you got to pay me – you know, nine million, and I get all the I get all the action figure money. Like that's, right. you know, you make so it when up kid buys a Rey Mysterio, I get the money. Yeah. Also, what creative guy. control, and um, I'm just yeah. not gonna do anything you want me to do. I'm gonna be the champion the whole time, whether you like it or not. Doesn't work for me, brother. Doesn't work for me, bro. We saw I saw the giant doing uh, moon salts off the top rope and drop kicks off the top, and immediately was like. Hey brother, yeah, I uh, I do a leg drop thing where I barely move. Um, you're not you're not allowed to be jumping off the ropes like that, dude. Yeah, no way. Drop <laughs> that out. You're, yeah. you're not doing that. Also, real quick, uh, just for longtime MMA fans, Fedor is fighting on CBS this Saturday, and it is his final fight. So he's final fight. fight. How many times have we heard that? He, he's announcing no matter what happens, he will not fight again. So this this is supposed to be it, and he's fighting Ryan Bader. So yeah, there you go. Bader beat him the first time, right? But it was like a double knockdown or something. Like it was like a flash knockout, like right at the first, right at the top. I think I think the fight was over. I mean, the fight seconds. fight went like forty seconds or something. Yeah. yeah, it was real quick. So yeah, I think Fedor's done until uh, until Uncle Dana finally calls and says, "All right, Fedor, sure. one more time. We got Brock signed. Let's just do it. <laughs> like uh, let's let's let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's let's take you out." Take out the pasture. Yeah. We'll give you the biggest payday. No, no, payday no, 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 no. Dana's gonna be like, "Look, I've got this new organization called Power Slam, oh, and with your hand speed the way that you have, I mean, I don't see anybody being able to last. Right? We can put it on pay per view. Wow. Like, imagine if that is the the fight, like the Fedor that we finally get in some type of UFC type of brand. That's what we get. Like Fedor, Fedor Pro Cop three and Power Slap. Right. Oh my God. I still wouldn't order it. By the way. <laughs> oh no. Well, I think I've heard that. I, I, from what I understand, Dana has tried to recruit like. I'm sure he has past fighters. And then he tells them it only they only get two grand, and they're like, "No thanks." But don't worry, you're. Former peer Forrest Griffin will try to catch you on your way down if you get hit too hard. I bet Dana's Dana's upset that Bonner isn't alive. He could have done Forrest and Bonner, and that's probably what the plan was. Honestly, so so why isn't there? There should just be like a giant foam pit behind them or something to fall back on. Like, why do you even? (laughs) Why are you you doing this on like a hard surface where you're relying (laughs) on? And then if someone's just like not paying attention, like, oh yeah, that's that's bad. Well, it's that's so it's concussion. so sad because like as it's happening, like force like because some of these guys, you know, they get knocked silly, like punch drunk, yeah. like you would. So they don't just fall backwards; they start walking around the stage, and like Forrest Griffin is following behind them, like giggling, like as it like like waiting for like they're like laughing half the time, and like the the catchers are like looking at each other like. Like, you know, like this is crazy, you know? It's so it, it's such a bad idea. The 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 head trauma, the un, I don't know how it got I shouldn't say that. It clearly got sanctioned because Dana White is in the pockets of Las Vegas, Nevada um athletic commission. They 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 clearly have a relationship, the two of them, because there's no other reason this would ever get sanctioned. Because it's it's literally Doug, literally what they do is they take like a like a it looks like a, a a new like a pool noodle, like one of those like foam noodles that you that you would like 
like you know you float on in the pool sometimes you like you know blow some water out the end of it like a big straw they pretty much just hold those behind their backs and put their chin up and then the person doing the slap like he they turn to jason herzog like one of the best mma referees alive is the referee for the kid and you you get to choose which hand you're gonna slap with and if you're gonna go on one two or three so like there's a strategy to it where but you have to tell them ahead of time so it'll be like right hand on three and what that means is you get to do like one two and then you're hitting them on three but you might say you know left hand on one and you just wind up and just hit them you know is it in that and it's it's so bad dude it's so bad it's so embarrassing yeah anyways it should it should, it should it honestly i i rarely advocate for things to just not be allowed this yeah. should not exist it's a terrible yeah. idea all the way across I, the I i don't know if you remember but like this really started when logan paul and arnold schwarzenegger had an event for this oh i remember that's right and, and then logan paul like was just he couldn't believe like how hard they were hitting each other and all this stuff people were getting knocked out and then he was out right and like i just can't believe that dana watched this and was just like this is perfect and then what really bothers me too is the warner brothers execs people are like we need to find another program that wrestling fans will enjoy let's do this like you really think that that's what we like like yeah you're so out of your mind so many layers to that too you won't let jay briscoe on television but right. you're going to let this on television after dano slapped his own wife and dude if if the goal is to put money and behind a sport and back a sport that you think that pro wrestling fans are going to like that's that's the whole thing dynamite ends and boom you're right in a power slap so they have a real opportunity there to retain hold on to that that wrestling fan just like back in the day um on spike tv ufc and 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 impact benefited big time from one another being back to back why even whether dana white's involved or not whoever has money you have a spot right after dynamite roller jam slam ball (laughs) like slam dunk opportunities here if you want to do some right. weird hybrid cross sport type thing that wrestling fans might actually like, that's I honestly think because Roller Jam was just pro wrestling, like or I, honestly, like even like celebrity boxing. Yeah, YouTubers show. fighting each other stuff. Just yeah, a like, weekly show, yes, and then yes. you build the fight up, and then you actually just show the fight. Like I think people will watch it. Yes, but just to have people hold on to a a, a pool thing and like just get slapped in the face there's just nothing there no it's a terrible 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 idea some of these people that they put on this i already i told you how desperate they come across but some of these people are like this one guy that they clearly had really i might have said this last week but there was a guy that they clearly had really high hopes for that he had like this whole gimmick it felt like he was just trying to be like the, the pro wrestler of the bunch and Dana was really on this dude's jock. He was like, this guy's going to be like the, he's going to be like the star power slap, this new, this new sport. And they weren't allowed to put him on the show. Like he, he, he fought or competed or whatever. And 
they found out after the fact that one of his eyes was fake. And they're like, you can't do this, bro. Like, you're not allowed to just take unprotected shots in the head if you can't see already. Like, we can't have that liability. So, like, he wasn't allowed on. Half the, I feel like half the people that have made it, so they're fighting to get into the house, by the way. They're, like, slap, doing slap fights to get into the Ultimate Fighter scenario house. And there's a lot of these fights, what winds up happening, this is so, so, so dumb, this whole thing. There's like there's rules to the to the to what you can do. I'm not going to explain all of them, but and I don't really know all of them honestly. But but one of them is there's a certain way you have to stand. There's a certain way you like you have to like you can or can't touch like the thing in between you and the guy you're slapping. There is you you can't like you know. So there are rules to like how you're allowed to move and how much you can move when you hit somebody up on the thing. Um, yeah. A lot of these fights, what honestly happens is the first person gets to go before the other person has a chance the first person the first shot thrown the dude just throws a super illegal shot like that it's happened multiple fights where it's just no regard for the actual rules wind up and just nail someone in the face completely illegally but then what winds up happening is the person who got hit gets hurt so badly that they can't continue so the person who illegally hit that person to win the fight they don't have any other options. So no one else is bonehead enough to do this bullshit. That person winds up in the house. So these people are just getting in the show by getting the, they're allowed to hit first and they just throw an illegal shot, completely knock out their opponent and get in anyways. Cause they don't have enough people to, to do this. No, so like, no, dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my God. Anyway, that's a, yeah, we don't, we can just leave for tonight, but that's don't, don't support power slap. I've already supported it too much by even talking about this much. And to be honest, the only reason I have watched it is out of it's, it's like a car crash type scenario, but I'm really watching it. I'm, I'm kind of hate watching it to be honest. Cause I'm really like, I feel bad for these people, but it's also really easy to clown the whole thing. So I'm really watching it for material to be honest. But I don't, I'm not supporting this in any way. I will not buy any of the pay-per-views, the merchandise, or tell people to watch it. I'm just, it's it's so stupid. It's, it should not be allowed on television. It should, it should be allowed, period. It's embarrassing. Dana White should be legitimately embarrassed that he's involved with this. So I, it's it's awful. Like I, Forrest I just, Griffin too. Everybody involved. Forrest Griffin. I'm I feel I think way less of now. It's just so because. damaging to the brand. It just is like I, I just never thought that they would be involved in anything like this stupid. And they're clearly like forcing UFC fighters to endorse it because I've been seeing videos uh-huh. of good fighters with cameras in their faces that are like, "Man, I just watched the last power slap," and I and other and, and other athletes like Max Crosby from uh who I, I like a lot by the with the Raiders, but like even him, like they're clearly paying athletes and other fighters to get in front of cameras and basically cameos. Oh, Speaking of that, did you did you listen to Ariel Hawani at all yesterday? I'm not sure. I can't remember. So, anyways, he was talking about his Royal Rumble experience. Oh no! And yeah. So dope. He said that like T.J. Wilson, um, you know Natty's uh, husband. Yeah. He he does the booking or whatever first or like the story. Uh, he he's in charge. He's a coach. one of the agents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. He was just walking by, he had his stuff and he was just walking by and then he saw Ariel and he turned back around and he was like, so what do you think about Izzy and Pereira in the rematch? Like, 
I just I just think it's funny. He's like, there's a lot of pro wrestlers that are really into MMA, so like they know who he is and all that. And then I saw a bunch of people that ran into Ariel over the weekend that I know that went and they made some pictures with him and stuff. So, nice. um, but yeah, I just thought it was funny that like he he was done for the day, you know, wrap it up, and then he sees Ariel and he turns right back around. And he's just like, what do you think about Izzy and Pereira? Like, you know, yeah, so, I like that. That's, cool. That's dope. So, all right, man. Yeah, let's wrap this up. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching the show. As always, please hit the like button, smash that thumbs up under the video. We really appreciate that. Um, yes, please, sure. please subscribe to the channel. We also appreciate that. And we appreciate everyone who sent super chats, anyone who was just in the chat in general. I appreciate everyone who was with me last week when I was solo. Um, y'all helped carry the show. Um, and uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at fight talk underscore. You can use code fight talk all as one word with no space on independentwrestling.tv. And this Thursday, or you can listen to the, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday on FightfulSelect.com, mainly covering independent wrestling. This Thursday, if you missed me talking about at the top of the show, this Thursday, nine, well, sorry, we're usually on at 9.30 Eastern. We're going to be 8.30 a.m. Eastern this Thursday and next Thursday, youtube.com slash Fightful. Myself and Jeremy Lambert. Um, this Thursday, in two days, 8.30 a.m. Eastern. And then, of course, the, the replay will be available at youtube.com slash Fightful, the, the main Fightful YouTube channel. Going to talk a whole bunch about this stuff that me and Doug talked about. I'll elaborate even more on Cody and the bloodline and all that stuff um, and other stuff from the indies, other companies. Me and Jeremy cover a lot over there. Um, but even maybe even more importantly, recorded a big interview tonight. Um, it was myself and Jeremy with John Morrison, that John Morrison, the Johnny Nitro, John Hennigan, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, so on and so forth. He was Johnny Spotlight on the show for us, which was awesome. Okay. Um, so we got him and Dad, a.k.a. Nathan Barnett, who uh, is a returning guest. They're both fighting in Creator Clash 2 coming up in April. So um i had both of them on the show and it was awesome so please check that interview out and show some love because um i'd imagine john morrison is probably the most famous wrestler i've interviewed I, I i had to really think about it but i think he's probably the most famous wrestler i've ever interviewed um so yeah. um so that was really cool for me I, i've known about him since tough enough three and i was a big fan of him and matt capitelli and stuff so yeah. like um so yeah please support that stuff that i got going on um it would mean a lot and uh, Doug, what do you have as we wrap up here? Yeah, it's boring time now. No more football. Yeah. And, you know, we just watch wrestling. And like, man, what are we doing on Sundays now? Like, ugh, like ugh, it just sucks. But oh well. Off to the uh, off season grind. You guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm sure, fun stuff will be happening, and we'll play talk about. But uh, yeah. Back to uh, normal life. Like I told my wife, she gets her husband back. So <laughs> There you go. Probably going to be on kid duty on Sundays now instead. So she used to watch him while I watch football. And so now it's payback time. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Well, yeah. for Doug, I'm Steven. We'll be back here. Same time, same place. Next week, RVD Keto for Life YouTube channel. Once again, hit the like button, thumbs up, subscribe. We'll be back here at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, yeah. <laughs>
I hate the football's over. It just is what it is. Um, Let's go, Cody. Yes, Cody, 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 Cody. I was waiting for you to join it. Cody, Cody. Oh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.